right, Isolation League. We are here to do your judgment. Some of you seem pretty excited. Happy to be here. Happy to do it for you. Your league mate, the Solanator, the Dynasty Degenerate himself, is joining me. How are you doing tonight, Steve? Good, Brian. What's up, league mates? It's time to be judged. You can thank Mr. Hayes <laughs> for bringing the wrath of the Degenerates down upon you. Looking forward to it. One of the more active leagues that I'm in, and I, uh, I really enjoy doing this. So, obviously, like I said in your group chat, we are not kind. We are not lenient. We are going to be harsh. We're going to critique. We're going to find something to bitch about with every single team. Nobody should get a nine, okay? If you get yourself, if you get into the nines, this league is pretty lopsided. So, hopefully you're all in that six to seven range, and this is a really competitive league. And uh, we really look forward to doing the judgment. So I don't see any reason to put it off. Do you want to jump right into it? Let's get right into it. It's time for judgment. League settings. Got to go over the league settings. So for those of you not in the league, this is a tiered PPR super flex. It is 0.5 per reception for running backs, one point reception for wide receivers, one and a half point for tight ends. There is also a half point bonus for first down rushes and receptions. Five point touchdowns from your quarterbacks, making that super flex even more important. And one for 20 on passing yards. Uh, Did I miss anything, Stephen? Nope, that sounds about right. Okay, so we're going to start with M. Hayes. Came in dead last last year. Love it. Deserves it. He has Joe Burrow starting at quarterback. J.K. Dobbins, Najee Harris in his running back spots. Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, Jerry Judy in his three wide receiver spots. George Kittle in his tight end spot. Devonta Smith and Michael Gallup in his flexes. And Trevor Lawrence in his super flex. On his bench, people of note, we got Trey Lance, Naheem Hines, Michael Carter, Javonta Williams, Jalen Waddle, did this guy have every fucking pick in the first round? <laughs> he, he had uh, like 15 picks in the rookie draft. Uh, he has Henry Ruggs, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Guyton, I don't mind. And uh, reserve tight end, he has Austin Hooper. He has nobody in his IR spots. He has a ton of people in his taxi because this league has 10 taxi spots. Fucking 10. Good Lord. Albert O, not a bad little wait-and-see guy. Uh, I think it'll be tough for him to beat out Noah Fant, but I think there's touchdown upside with Albert O. I think he's a really good red zone target. Harrison Bryant, I don't think much of. Josh Kelly's probably going to get cut because they don't seem to like him much. Amari Rogers is a great guy. Khalil Herbert's a great guy. Tommy Tremble's a great guy. So he's got some serious, serious pieces on this team. And somehow, despite having all of those draft picks, next year he still has his first, two seconds, a third, a fourth, and a fifth round pick. So Two fifths. Oh, excuse me. Two fifths. So while acquiring all of the picks in this year's draft, he somehow managed to actually acquire picks for next year as well. So this is, this is a tough fucking team to pick on. What are your thoughts initially? If you had to pick a flaw for him, what would you say is his biggest flaw? Uh, I would say the owner of the team. (laughs) 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 Got to take the shot at Hayes when you get the chance. Honestly, unless Najee Harris 
becomes like a top eight running back, which you believe he will. I don't think he will this year. I think the potential is probably there, but uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen this year. He doesn't have that big number one running back, and he doesn't really have a lot of depth if guys don't work out. If Michael Carter doesn't get the starting job, he's just kind of a uh, a handcuff type guy. Javante Williams, I'm pretty sure, will get the starting job, but that pretty much is his depth. Uh, Naheem Hines is just going to be a PPR flex guy from mm-hmm. week to week, uh, and the rest of the guys that he has, I don't think are going to pan out. He's got plenty of depth, though, at wide receiver. I'm not big on Hooper. Some people are. I just think there's too many mouths to feed in Cleveland. So I would say that tight end potentially could be another uh, light spot. But he's got Kittle, so I'm not completely hung up on that. Yeah, I mean, first off, when you're in a spot where backup tight end is your biggest flaw, you're in good shape. Yeah. No, no. There's a reason that he was last last year. Uh, He traded away a lot of players grabbed a bunch of picks and he's got a ton of young talent on his team mm-hmm. i think kittle's his oldest player yeah yeah it looks that way you know so you know i mean i mean I, he does have a lot of eggs in rookie baskets i mean he's starting trevor lawrence his only other quarterback is trey lance i, I mean i get your point there's a lot of eggs in that basket i mean he's starting three rookies as of right now and most of his depth is rookies you know with michael carter and javante williams really being his backup running backs. It's hard to imagine that between Harris, Carter, and Williams, all three miss. Like, I don't see any potential for that. I think there's a good chance two of them hit and are studs. There's a realistic chance that all three of them are really good. I like I like all three of their profiles. I like where they landed. I don't like that Melvin Gordon's in front of Javante Williams, but how long, you know? Oh, I think that transition happens this year. I really do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a matter of when. It's just like with Dobbins last year. Like, we all knew it was going to happen. With Dobbins, you waited longer than you would have liked, and that's what I'm worried about with Javonta Williams. You know, does it happen at the end of the year, or does it happen at the beginning of the year? I, I'm going to say I'm. it's probably going to happen around week 10, week 11, right mm-hmm. around the same time it happened for Dobbins. You know, in his taxi, like, Amari Rogers is somebody that I think at some point during this season you're going to be trying to make room for him on your roster. And... There's guys to be cut. Lynn Bowden, bye. You know, <laughs> you know. I I think probably right around midseason you're going to see Amari Rogers starting to emerge. I hope. I I think he's talented enough. Aaron Rodgers does have kind of a reputation for boxing rookies out, but you can't keep bitching that they don't draft wide receivers, and then when they do, go well, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. He gets on Aaron Rodgers' good side and gets uh, the chance that he deserves because I, I think he is, in my mind, without a doubt, he is the second best wide receiver on that team. And I liked Rodgers' profile going into the draft, and I thought it was a great landing spot because there definitely is a role to be had for a number two wide receiver that was previously being shared by three or four guys. Do you do you kind of feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to have any trouble beating out MVS or Equinemius St. Brown. <laughs> F- Funches is back. He was hurt last year. Uh, I know that they signed him in free agency last year because he's a big-bodied guy looking for red zone targets for him. But I think that Amari Rodgers should be able to get on the field. Probably not a lot early, but I think he works his way on by midseason. Yeah. And if there's an injury to any of those guys, I think he he pushes right into uh, a starting role. Uh, There's just a lot more talent there than there is with, with the other two guys. I mean, Lazard... Rodgers likes him, but I don't know for how long. 
So I, I'm not putting any eggs into that basket. But of the incumbents, I would say Lazard is probably the number two for now. Yeah, I can definitely get on board with that. Let's have your grade. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be upfront. I don't grade ahead of time. I grade it as I see it. I give you my gut shot reaction. So usually the first couple teams are a little lower. I might have to come back and revisit this one when I see the rest of the league. But I usually go a little too low because I don't want to set the bar. So, like I said, I like all the young talent. There's a lot of unproven or question marks or hopefuls, however you want to look at them. But, I mean, he he's sat for... 10 years in Dynasty if everybody works out. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give Hayes a 7.9 to start out. 7.9, yeah. I So I, I'm a big rookie guy. You you typically prefer the established veteran. I've seen him do it, that kind of guy. I, I'm a big rookie guy, man. I, I want to get them in that breakout, you know. So I'm going to go a little higher, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to err on the side of caution, and I'm going to say that this is an 8.3. And I will revisit Hayes when we're done because I think there's a chance I have to raise it up after I see these other teams. This is a very impressive team. So that's going to bring us on to Slab of Milk Steak, which, by the way, dude, bomb-ass fucking reference, definitely going to affect your score. He rolls in with P. Mahomes, not a bad quarterback in Superflex. Uh, James Conner in an empty running back spot at running back. Almost, you could argue, two empty running back spots. <laughs> if, they're, if they're not right now, they will be by week two. Oh, he's got three empty running back spots. He's got Chase Edmonds in a flex. <laughs> uh, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, DJ Chark in his three wide receiver spots. Noah Fant at tight end. I think you're about to witness his breakout season. Great spot to have him. Excellent. He has Chase Edmonds. He handcuffed his own running back, and he plans on starting them both. Obviously not. He hasn't set his lineup. But uh, Ronald Jones in his other flex, and Matt Ryan as his QB2. On the bench, players of note, Taylor Heineke. Not a bad little dart throw. Wait and see. I mean, he did kind of flash in that playoff game. I don't think he has anything. Uh, He didn't look good throwing the ball. But we'll see what happens. You never know, right? Drew Locke. Jared Goff at quarterback. He has essentially zero quarterbacks on his bench, as far as I can tell. Running backs, James White, Damian Williams, who some people think he'll get some work out there in Chicago. Mark Ingram, maybe. Jamal Williams. I wanted to say Javante Williams so bad. Jamal Williams. (laughs) David Johnson. Malcolm Brown, which Malcolm Brown might be a sneaky little piece. I think he's going to get some work out there in Miami. I don't think it's going to be all Gaskin like it was last year. He also has Daryl Williams, Jarvis Landry, Devin Funchess, who we were just talking about, and his backup tight ends are Chris Herndon and Jack Doyle. I am very interested to see what happens with Chris Herndon in an offense that in the past out in San Francisco has featured the tight end. Is that because they have Kittle or is that by design? We will see. Typically, whoever has filled in for Kittle has done very well as well. So I think there's a chance Herndon has a big year. Jack Doyle, I think, is more or less used up but not a bad little roster guy. He has nobody in the IR in the taxi. K.J. Hill, who is like the 10th wide receiver for the L.A. Chargers. Antonio Gandy-Golden, some people believe in. Kyle Pitts, get him on your roster. You do not want to start this year with him on your taxi. You have cuttable guys, start cutting them. Tutu Atwell is a great guy to grab super late. I mean, they used a second-round draft pick on him. 
I don't believe in him. But fourth, fifth round of my rookie draft? Fuck, I'll take a shot. Why not? Leave him on my taxi. If it don't work out, I'll cut his ass. And you got plenty of taxi spots. God knows that. And that's that's pretty much all I see for fantasy relevant players. Do you, do you like any of these other guys? Um, no, <laughs> I, I don't. And but. next year he has exactly two draft picks, a fourth and a fifth. So he has no first, second, or third. For those of you that struggle with math, this does not look like the type of roster that would start this year without a first, second, or third. Especially after the Julio Jones trade, he got boned by that. Trying to think of where his picks went. I know. You definitely can't see it on the roster. That's for damn sure. No, I, no, I can't. Um, so he sent. So his second and third went to Cowboy up. He sent Ridley, Calvin Ridley away. Got Matt Ryan, Mike Davis, and Ronald Jones. Um, he then traded Mike Davis to me for Jarvis Landry. So he traded Calvin Ridley a second and a third for essentially Matt Ryan and Ronald Jones. Correct. That will show up on the score. <laughs> yep. That's an ugly fucking trade, dude. <laughs> so he sent the, the 202, the 302 in this year's draft and a first next year to Hayes for Noah Fant and Hayes' 2023 first. I can live with that one. I, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Getting Fant and next year's first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To give up to give up two two picks in this year's draft. And uh, and next year's first. So that's what happened to his picks. Oh, so it was a first swap. It was a first swap. Okay. Yep. Still, I mean, you walked away with Noah Fan. I can live with it. Yeah. So, especially in a premium, obviously. So if you're buying him low at his, you know, what's supposed to be his breakout year, that's a good move. Yep. You know, right off the rip, Julio Jones and Amari Cooper are starting wide receivers and arguably the best players on his team outside of Pat Mahomes. And they're no spring chickens. And they're both in a spot no. where they're on teams that have wide receivers that are potentially better than them. Do you think this is a real trouble spot for him? I think right now that he has three reliable startable wide receivers in Julio, Amari Cooper, and Jarvis Landry. I don't think Shark is reliable. I think you can – he doesn't have a choice. He's going to have to put him in his mm-hmm. flex. But I think that age is – Julio's a two-year rental at best, and that's if he is able to perform at the level that he has been performing up to last year. Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, but he's 32. I look for the decline. He's in an offense where he's not going to be asked to be the number one it should be a similar situation to what he had with Ridley as far as A.J. Brown because the kid's extremely talented. So I don't think Julio has to do what Julio used to have to do and carry the offense in Atlanta. So I think that helps him. Might prolong him for a couple extra years. Yeah, but, but he definitely he, an area. He also time. went from a team that threw the ball more than anyone else in the league to one of the teams that throws the ball the to least. A team that runs. Correct. So... It's going to be interesting to see how he is used. But I think it's definitely a concern between Julio and Amari Cooper because I think Cooper's gone next year. And outside of Dallas, I don't know where he goes that he is fantasy relevant because he proved in Oakland at the time in Las Vegas now that he really wasn't other than Derek Carr's uh, MVP-like season. Yeah. So. I think once he gets away from Dak, he's probably. Well, I think he, I think he more so. or less quit on them. I, I think if he goes somewhere where he likes the situation, likes the players around him, 
you know, there was also a lot of stuff going on in the locker room where a lot of players just absolutely fucking hated Derek Carr. So yep. there's some of that too. And no, no, and I, I, I think if too, he goes, yeah. I think he'll be fantasy relevant wherever he goes. Will he be a true number one like he has been? That's debatable, but I, I think he'll remain relevant no matter where he goes. Possible. And that will bring us to the running backs. James Conner, Chase Edmonds, Rojo, and probably the most fantasy relevant guy on his bench is either Jamal Williams or Malcolm Brown, which we know they're going to play a minor role. I mean, he's, Man, this is fucking he, rough. He's got to roll out with David Johnson. <laughs> And they, they're trying like hell to replace him. They go out and sign Mark Ingram, sign Philip Lindsay. Yeah. I mean, they, they want to get rid of David Johnson they're bad. They're signing as many running backs as they possibly can so that they don't have to put him on the field. Yeah, it's crazy. So running back is definitely an area of concern that is not going to be able to be addressed, I don't think, for a couple of years. With the picks that he's got left, you know, he's going to have to get lucky and pick one in in – next year's rookie draft i think yeah i mean running back when you're really hurting at running back that is the toughest position to fill they go super early in drafts people don't want to trade them unless you give them a haul it's tough so that's a tough spot to bounce back from yep and the other problem he's going to run into is matt ryan has two to three years left and you're going to be looking for another quarterback as well in the same time frame that you're trying to replace some running backs. So you got to hope that Jared Goff works out and can actually be decent in Detroit so you have that third guy. Otherwise, you're looking at you know replacing two to three running backs and a startable quarterback over the next two seasons. And one of those seasons, you don't have a first-round pick or a second or third. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much going to have to sit there and hope that the – you know, Davis Mills of the world fall to you in the fourth round and you can take them and just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, this is this is going to be an ugly score. Lack of picks, lack of players, lack of depth, lack of starters. I'm going to get disrespectful and give them a 5.3. And that's with a point one boost for the, the Always Sunny reference. So I gave him a 5.8 for the... Uh... It's always sunny. <laughs> a little bigger boost for me than, I, than from yeah. Brian. Well, I don't, I don't want to get things too skewed just because you happen to have a good name, you know? Uh, yeah. That being said, once again, very clever. I love it. That will bring us on to Luke, friend of the show. He's in our listener league. Great guy. He's rolling out with Josh Allen, a quarterback. Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor. Wide receiver spots, Deontay Johnson, Gabriel Davis, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, we'll be talking about that shortly. Dallas Goder, Latavius Murray in his flex, Matt Breda, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, my God. I might have went too high with that other you team. Should, you, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you, you sure you're going to get hung up on Gabriel Davis? It gets better as you go down. <laughs> so... His, his quarterbacks on the bench are Mitch Trubisky and Andy Dalton, who both are not going to start. I'd hate to break it to you. Samaj P. Ryan, always good to handcuff Joe Mixon. But usually you want to get you you want to get the uh, the guy that's actually going to fill in if he yeah, gets hurt. Yeah. But oh, I haven't seen the rookie draft yet. He might have him. Rashad Penny, bro, is that fucking Kelvin Benjamin? That is Kelvin Benjamin, sir. No, it's not. 
It is. He's a tight end for the New York Giants. Oh my God! I can't believe he's falling for. Does he have Tebow? Is he falling for the falling for, falling for the whole thing? No, because Tebow would be up with the quarterbacks. He, <laughs> he hasn't bought into that hype yet. But <laughs> he has Jamarcus Ross. Oh my God! Is he a Steelers fan? James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Ben Roethlisberger, MVS, Cam Sims. No, he's a Denver Broncos fan. Oh, it doesn't show. Oh, there's Hamler. <laughs> Preston Williams, <laughs> KJ Hamler, Quentin Cephas, and his his only backup tight end is John New Smith. And yes, I am discounting Kelvin Benjamin and refuse to acknowledge him. Uh, he has nobody in the IR. He only used a couple of taxi spots. You should start picking up rookies. I don't care who they are because you need flyers. Just take flyers, bro. I don't care who they are. They are better you just take the shot, man. Shoot your shot. He has something named Jay Morgan, who is apparently a quarterback for the Jets. James Morgan, second year. He he was a rookie they picked up last year. Was he a UDFA? Yes. Yeah, you, I mean, we all know the success stories of undrafted free agent quarterbacks. Well, I mean, he's one of Gase's guys. It, yeah. <laughs> just give him a chance. The, the guy could be a <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback now that Gase is gone. So uh, We got Amon Ross St. Brown. Jamar Jefferson, not Justin Jefferson, Jamar Jefferson, the running back for Detroit, Dwayne Eskridge in Seattle, and Des Fitzpatrick in Tennessee. Those are his only taxi spots. Here we go. This is what I like to see. If your team sucks, you better have this many picks. 2022, first, first, first. He's got three firsts. Love to see that. He has no second. He has a third and a fourth. So... With three first-round picks, you can definitely start chipping away at this. Uh, you better start loading up with picks the year after that, too, because you ain't fixing that with three fucking rookies. Nope, he's going to be in the same boat. Needs running backs, needs wide receivers. He's going to need a quarterback. He's going to need a quarterback. Because Ben's out after this year. Right? Nobody can talk me out of that. Probably not even him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he essentially has nobody in his flexes. He's essentially starting one wide receiver, and it's a wide receiver I don't truly believe in. And he has one running back that gets hurt all the time, but has all the potential in the world. And he has Jonathan Taylor, who I believe in more than you, you and uh, Eric. So I'm I'm mm -hmm. fine with Taylor, but man, this roster is fucking shot, shot. No quarterbacks on the bench. What is he going to do for fucking uh, bye weeks? Even like he doesn't have anybody. Dalton ain't starting, and Trubisky ain't starting. So. Well, he's he's probably got to hope that uh, Dalton's going to be the starter for a while. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to get long, or that Josh Allen gets hurt. So, yeah. so man, dude, there's just there's no depth. His starters are ugly. He does have a ton of picks, so that's going to boost his score. Obviously, when you have three firsts, the chances of you hitting on a stud player go way up. But he's not one or two studs away from being relevant. This is a bottom-of-the-league type of roster, and it's going to stay that way for a long time. He's definitely a couple seasons out. There's a couple guys I like with some upside, like Demarcus Robinson, now that Sammy Watkins is gone. There's talk that he might be able to take a step forward, have more than just two games a year where he emerges like Sammy did. Yeah. But other than that, some people like Hamler. I don't think he's ever going to really get an opportunity to shine in Denver. I think there's just too many mouths to feed there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, I really like Hamler as a talent, but yeah. there's just – he's buried. There's just too many people in front of him. Yeah, and, and they're talented people. That's the thing. It's not like there's a bunch of scrubs and he can work his way up. 
there, there's talented people in front of him. So that's that's what's going to make it tough. And mm-hmm. John, who I think is a uh, a tight end with with plenty of upside in New England, so I, I like that he's got him as his second or first, depending on how Godot does. But there's just there's a lot of uh, a lot of pieces that need to be rebuilt on this roster. So agreed. It take a few years, you know. And like Demarcus Robinson, everybody's kind of hopping back on that train a little bit. He had zero games with 15 points or more last year. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm out. I'm out. I get it. A late round flyer, sure. Like, go for it. Now he had one. He had one point, one game with with uh, seventeen point eight. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, against the Jets. Week eight against. Well, the if they Jets. play the Jets yeah. every week, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he isn't have. He even has games with touchdowns where he didn't get double digits. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just. I mean, like I said. If people want to hold on to him and see if something happens, I'm fine. But, you know, this isn't his second year. It's not his third year. This is his sixth year in the league. So if the breakout was going to happen, it would have happened by now is the way I feel. Yep. How do you feel about Deontay Johnson going forward? Do you think he's a good roster piece or do you think you would take the sale price and get rid of him? Um, Where he's at, where he's rebuilding, I I like Johnson there. It gives him a nice wide receiver, too. That should be pretty stable for the next few years, even when Ben leaves and they and they replace him. So I, I'm fine with him. Uh, he just he's not your wide receiver one. You don't want to be rolling out with Deontay Johnson as your top wide receiver on your roster. But for your second or third, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I mean, if I'm him, Josh Allen's gone. Deontay Johnson's gone. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get rid of Allen. Yeah, I would. No, I way. Th- you need the picks. No. You need the picks. No. Allen's ten to fifteen years. I'm, I'm not. Oh, I, un- I understand that, but you you're not going to build this roster without picks. No, but I would be moving Taylor and Mixon. I, I would keep Josh Allen, just because of the longevity at, at quarterback. That that's one that you don't really need to to dump. He's got other assets he can move to get picks to get better. Uh, I would start with Mixon. I would keep Taylor as long as I can, but. I really might consider moving him just because of the amount of work that he had in college. Oh yeah, definitely. And 926 you know, carries, out. by the way, I did the math the other day, 926 yeah. carries in college, you know, ride him out this year and uh, trade him come playoff time to a, somebody who's in the hunt desperate and get a couple more first. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see your point to hang on to Josh Allen, but if I'm in a long-term rebuild, which I think he clearly is, I don't like the idea of hanging on to a mobile quarterback. I mean, he takes hits that Tom Brady has never taken in his career, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the only reason I would say just just get rid of him because you're not – I don't think he's three years out. I think he's five to six years out, and who knows what Josh Allen is by then. The only way to rebuild faster than that is to trade somebody like Josh Allen where you're going to get two, three first-round picks. Yeah, you'd have to trade him to get three, but I don't know that there's anybody in this league that's going to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd put him on the block anyway. See what I can get. If I could get three first, I'm moving Josh Allen because I need those picks in my mind. Mm -hmm. No, if I could get three in the next, you know, in 2022 and 2023, I would probably consider doing it too, but. Yeah, which, of course, he doesn't have his own first, so there's no point in doing as bad as you can no. this year because you're only helping someone else. Right, and nobody's <laughs> nobody's going to give that pick up. Yeah, so this is going to be an ugly fucking – this is going to be disrespectful. I'm going to take into, into consideration you have three firsts, so this is actually – I feel like I'm being I'm – I'm taking it easy on you. I'm going sub-five with a 4.8. Okay. 
I'm going to give him a 5.2. 5.2. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe in some of those players a little bit more than you do, but he, he's got a lot of work to do. Yes. Oh, he's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> That's going to bring us to three GSDs. Much better. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray in his QB. His starting running backs are Saquon Barkley and Chris Carson. His three wide receiver spots are Terry McLaurin, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley. His tight end is Irv Smith, who I think is about to break out. His flexes are Robbie Anderson and Chase Claypool. I'm fine with those guys. Tannehill as a QB, two Couldn't be any happier. You get to the bench, and there's my man, Jameis Winston. He's about to be your QB, two. I, I believe in Jameis Winston. He's going to throw that rock all over the field. Uh, Taysom Hill as the handcuff, I guess, in case he wins. If if, Chase, if Taysom Hill wins that battle, I'm not really interested. I'm not really that interested in owning Taysom Hill as a QB two. Yeah, I'm fine with it. As a bench guy, I'm fine with it. I wouldn't depend on him. Devontae Booker, Tariq Cohen, I'm okay with. Boston Scott, Philip Lindsay, Mike Boone, that's still happening. Miles Sanders, okay, all right, not a bad little bench running back. Mike Boone was a nice grab before the draft. You know when he went to Denver. And they got Javante Williams, so it wasn't yeah. such a good grab. But at the time, it wasn't bad. Um, and he's got Booker, which is a good handcuff because he's also got Barkley. So that one I actually liked that he was able to grab him. My big thing with Boone is like some people act like he's just so talented and he just never got a fair shot because he was buried behind Dalvin Cook. I don't think the kid's that fucking good. He, he had mean, a few shots when Cook was hurt. He, he didn't do anything with him. Yeah, and it's like, you know, people want to tell me he's really talented and it's like well i've never seen it so he needs to show me i'm not just going to take your word for it you know so that's what i meant like oh that's still happening like some people truly believe in him they think he just hasn't gotten a fair shake and I'm, I'm clearly not one of those people no miles sanders on the bench is a great rb3 man i was about to i was thinking your your running back death was pretty shaky but miles sanders is a great rb3 to have kendrick Bourne, Nikhil. Every owner that owns Nikhil Harry gets an automatic <laughs> point deduction. Nikhil Harry, LaVisca Chenault, Blake Jarwin, and Drew Sample in his tight end spots uh, on the bench. Jarwin, we all loved him last year. It's like, can he really beat out Dalton Schultz, who did a halfway decent job? Like, win all the work? I think Schultz is going to be involved. So even though I think Jarwin's pretty talented, I'm not crazy about him anymore because I'm worried he just won't get enough, you know? Yeah. No, no, there's definitely going to be a shared workload. Yeah. Plus the Nobody three the wide IR. receivers to throw to, plus Zeke. Plus, I think they use Pollard a little bit more. So, yeah, it's going to be crowded. I think so, too, yeah. Nobody in his IR. Taxis, Thaddeus Moss, tight end of Cincinnati, I guess. We'll see. DJ Dallas, Eno Benjamin, Gary Brightwell, Emir Smith-Marset, uh, who is beyond buried on that depth chart. Austin Watkins. I think he was a, is he a UFA. So. Yeah. Yeah, undrafted receiver at a UAB. I don't even know what UAB is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he has Sam Ellinger, who is now behind Carson Wentz. And Jacob Eason, who they, who yeah. they drafted yeah. last <laughs> and year. And Jacob Eason, yeah, with a higher pick. Yeah, He has no first, no second, and he has a third, fourth, and fifth. This is another one. Like, where did your first and second go? Like, uh, would you trade for Saquon, I guess? I don't. I mean, he has Calvin Ridley. Is this that trade you were telling me about yes. earlier he, with that first yeah, team? He traded, he traded with Slab for Calvin Ridley. So he, so he got Barkley from 
Luke, and Luke got Mixon and two firsts, and mm-hmm. 3G got Winston, Saquon, and DJ Dallas. Basically, he gave up two firsts for Barkley, and he gave up Mixon to get Winston. I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, that's, that, a, that's a that's, smart fucking trade. Yeah, that's a, that's an even trade for uh, like Luke's rebuilding, and uh, it gives him two quality pieces because he's got a nice young roster. And then the other one is he got Claypool and gave up Gasecki. So he gave up DK Metcalf and Cam Akers, and he got Calvin Ridley, Miles Sanders, and a first. No, he didn't. No, he yes. didn't. Don't say that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right. I don't like that one. In case you couldn't tell. No, I didn't. I didn't like that one either. But... Oh no! What are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, obviously, I don't hate. Saquon and Chris Carson. I love Saquon. Can he stay healthy? Let's hope so. Once upon a time, nobody wanted Dalvin Cook because he couldn't stay healthy. Now he's the second overall pick in the draft. Chris Carson legitimately cannot stay healthy. It's been a problem his entire career. This is not a one or two year thing. It's it's all the fucking time. When he's on the field, he typically does well. Although last year, he had some hit and miss games. So... Let's hope that you get the Chris Carson of old, and if not, then you have Miles Sanders, who I'm fine with as an RB2, but these wide receivers are a position of strength. I mean, this is dope. McLaurin, A.J. Brown, Ridley, I mean, it's tough to imagine a better stack, right? Yeah, other than McLaurin, A.J. Brown, and D.K. Metcalf. (laughs) (laughs) With with the starting lineup of Barkley, Akers, and Carson in your flex. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for what he, for what he's got, the wide receivers are fine. They're solid. Oh, they're great. I think there's a good chance all of his wide receivers finish as a wide receiver one. I think A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown's probably fringy. But, you know, the flexes are decent. I love Irv Smith. I've already said that I, I predict a breakout year for him, so it's hard to shit on that. I just don't see a lot of depth at these positions you know, Miles Sanders is a nice depth piece, but, like, he has three wide receivers on his bench. Bourne, Harry, and Chenault. Harry does not exist. You're not starting him, and if you do, you deserve to lose. Kendrick Bourne, I don't know what the fuck he's going to be in New England. They also signed Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, who I think are significantly more talented than any of the wide receivers that they brought in. So, I feel like a lot of your depth is hinging on LaVisca Chenault. Yep. No, I would agree with that. I don't know. It's like, I mean, you can't really count the flex guys because he needs those guys in his flex. I mean, if everybody's healthy, I suppose, you know, Calvin Ridley gets hurt. You can move up Robbie Anderson or Chase Claypool and flex Miles Sanders. So you do have a little bit of flexibility there. But all in all, I, I, I think you're you're pretty much stuck where you're at because there's nobody in your taxi you can move up, in my mind. Nope, there's not. So he's he's going to be where he's at for the next couple of years. He's just got to hope for... A huge season and yeah, and no Jimmy, injuries. just pray for health, brother. You know, <laughs> I mean, really, uh, probably his biggest position of strength is quarterback with Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, and Jamie Winston, right? Yep. No, I would agree with that. And, and wide receivers in good shape too. Tight ends not terrible. It's it's just mainly depth. Yeah. Which I mean, you'll get that with these big rosters and. Oh yeah. 
all in all, I don't think he's in a terrible spot. I th- it could be better, but you could say that about any team, I guess. Even the even the championship team could be better. So <sighs> I don't think there's a lot to debate on this one. I'm going to jump right into the score, and those wide receivers are leaping off the page at me. Those quarterbacks are leaping off the page at me, and I'm I'm going to go seven point eight. Okay. I don't think his team's anywhere near as good as Hayes, so I'm not going. Well, I had Hayes at an eight point three, so that's half a point. You had him at seven point nine. Yeah, but I have a (laughs) seven point nine, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's that close to where Hayes' team's at. Uh, I've got him at a six point seven. Six point seven, understood. That's going six point seven. Really, you're you're more than a full point off of me. Yep, I like the wide receivers, but. If he starts getting injuries, he's got nobody to put in those spots. Yeah, but I mean, he does have, like we talked about, he does have some flexibility because he has Sanders and Chenault in reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does. Even Kendrick Bourne, maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't hate this team that much, man. Going forward, I think he's a real fucking trouble because I think all of his rookies are junk, and he doesn't have a first and second round pick next year. Well, that that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at his roster for this year and you know the next couple of years and he, he's got no real way to make any improvements other than starting to trade away stars so yeah that's why i said he's gonna be he's gonna be where he's at the next couple of seasons i can't rate a team that i think is poised to make the playoffs that low i mean if if things go his way he should make the playoffs this year you know if, if they go his way he potentially could make but, the playoffs i mean i understand health is a lot to ask for it is so He's got two running backs that are both injury prone, <laughs> followed up by, uh, if he has to put Tariq Cohen in, who was hurt all of last year, and Miles Sanders, who just sucks. So that's that's a concern for me. He potentially could make the playoffs if everybody hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just there are some better teams in this league, and I'm just looking at it uh, with a, a little bit broader lens, I guess. Don't hate his team. I don't hate it at all. I like the wide receivers, but I just I don't see. Uh, yeah, no, I I, I, I get I get your term. point. I get your point. It's 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 a valid point. I just I I think his roster is a. I try not to predict injuries. You know, it's like with a with a guy that's had a long long history of injuries, it's tough not to. But I try not to because sometimes guys just stay healthy. You know, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they do. Yeah. No, and, and I'm hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, that's gonna bring us on to Super Bowl Bears, who has a starter of Russell Wilson at quarterback, Aaron Jones and Travis Etn at the running back spots. Nice combo. Wide receivers: Michael Thomas. All right, Cortland Sutton. Nice. AJ Green. Okay. Oh. Hunter Henry, C.D. Lamb, Anthony Miller, Duke Johnson. Okay, this is all over the fucking map. He does not have a quarterback in his superflex. Always concerning. Yep. Because his only other quarterback is Dwayne Effing Haskins. <laughs> that is correct. Doesn't even have one in his taxi. Oh, my God. Uh, Geo is a nice little guy to have. I think they're going to use him a lot in the passing game in Tampa. Lev Bell, I believe, is not on a team yet, but he probably will be, so I don't mind hanging on to him. J.D. McKissick, I'm fine with. Gus Edwards, I think, has a small role. I don't think it's much. It's probably equivalent to what he's been doing, so 
if you have to start Gus Edwards, you've already lost more or less. Just hoping on a, like a multi-touchdown game. Uh, Cole Beast. Yeah, he's a he, he's a low end RB three. Best case. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. Unless Dobbins gets hurt and he gets thrust into a starting. Correct. Role. So yes, which he can do. He's a good he's a good handicap to hold on to. Yeah. Uh, in case that happens, but otherwise he's just a, a low end RB three. Agreed. And uh, Cole Beasley, Corey Davis. I think Cole Beasley's pretty much shot. I think Corey Davis has a chance in New York. Josh Reynolds. See you, dude. <laughs> they just got Julio. See you, dude. Tim Patrick, T. Higgins, Denzel Mims, Eric Ebron. In his injured reserve, he has LaMichael P. Ryan. He even has a bench spot saved for him. So when he gets cleared to play, he can move him right up into the bench. Personally, I'd move him into the trash can, but here we are. Taxi, Devin Duvernay, Van Jefferson, Gerald Dokes, Cornell Powell, Daz Newsom, Elijah Moore. Okay, that's that's a nice little pickup. To go with Mims and Corey Davis. Yeah, well, you got to have all the Jets, you know. Yep. Kalen Granson, Josh Palmer, and, of course, Jalen Darden. So, not great depth in the taxi spots, and I'm shocked he has effectively one quarterback in this super flex league. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, what what, uh, what would you do to rectify his quarterback situation? Because clear, it doesn't just need some work; it needs a ton of fucking work. Because I don't even believe in the one quarterback he does have. There really is nothing you can do. You'd have to try to trade next year's picks, but. I think like he's got some decent wide receiver guys on his bench with with Patrick Higgins. I'll give you Corey Davis as a wide receiver too, and I don't mind Reynolds even with Julio going there. I think he's still he's not going to be hugely fantasy relevant, but I think he does much better than he did last year. Uh, so there might be a week or two where you can fill him in if you need to. Mm. But I think it's something that potentially could develop in a couple of years when Julio retires or goes someplace else. Like you say, Beasley's, this is probably his last year. I like that he's got Elijah Moore. But, I mean, realistically, this is a team that should be in a minor rebuild. When you're kind of forced to put A.J. Green on your starting roster. (laughs) And Duke Johnson. (laughs) Well, Duke's not even on a team, so Duke won't be there. But, you know, you're, you're probably putting Corey Davis in that super flex spot right now. So, yeah. It's ugly, and uh, I don't like it. You got no backup tight end because Eric Ebron is in Pittsburgh, and tight ends go there to die. <laughs> but so, but if that ever changes, he has the Dwayne Haskins, Eric Ebron stack. He does. If <laughs> if Haskins gets another chance to start, so you got yeah, lock. He's got the Steelers on lockdown. The guys that'll never play in a Pittsburgh uniform. He's got them. So yeah, I probably would would take the assets that I have. I would try to move Russell Wilson. I would possibly try to move Aaron Jones and Michael Thomas mm. for picks and some younger players that have some upside and start rebuilding, trying to get some more picks for next year and the year after. I would keep Sutton. I would keep CeeDee Lamb and start building around those guys. I would keep ET. Really start building around those three guys because you should be able to put something together that is competitive while those guys are still relevant. 
Mm-hmm. You know, even Higgins, uh, I would I would hold on to Higgins as well. That gives you really four solid players to start building around. Yeah, I mean, I love T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins is definitely going to start for him. Tim Patrick even has a shot. You know, he kind of emerged mm-hmm. last year as somebody that was... I like Tim Patrick. I really, I like him a lot. At least flashes, you know? Yeah. If quarterback play improves, Tim Patrick should be much more fantasy relevant with uh, Sutton yeah. coming back. So. so that's my only but concern. Where he's already got, yeah. Where he's already got Sutton, uh, I probably would be looking to move Patrick for a later round pick. Yeah, I just don't know what you can get for him. I mean, don't get me wrong, he could use the picks, but you know, he does have his own first, his own second, two threes and a five. So yeah. if you can move Patrick for I mean really, what are you yeah, gonna get, get for him? Get a, a third, fourth, maybe a fifth. Best? I, what whatever yeah, maybe you get a third get what you can get. I mean, you know, at this point picks are gonna help him more than the second or third wide receiver in Denver. Or, I mean third is like the best case scenario. <laughs> I mean, I still believe in Judy, so I'm not letting go yet. Oh, I don't I don't not believe in Judy, but until he stops dropping the ball, uh he's going to be their wide receiver 3. Yeah. I think he can. I think he's got the talent. Um and hopefully he takes that step forward this year. I I think better quarterback play would help a lot, too. Oh, I don't disagree with you at all. <laughs> I do not yeah, disagree with you at all. Which uh, I'm still so, still waiting for that trade announcement, but yeah, it's not going to happen. We're going to have to wait another day. <laughs> yeah, uh, keep waiting. Yeah, <laughs> you get a better chance of Watson going there than than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, well, I mean, put it this way, okay? If they don't have Aaron Rodgers in their back pocket and they passed on Justin Fields, they should fire their GM today. Yeah, today. I don't give a fuck. They took Pat Sertain today. I'd fire him. Inexcusable. Yeah. So. Anyways, I mean, obviously, his starting roster is really not that bad. He has more guys on his bench to bring up, but in a super flex league with five-point touchdowns, one for 20 passing yards, and first down bonus for scrambling. So, you know, especially these mobile quarterbacks, you're going to see a boost. Man, dude, you can't roll out there with one fucking quarterback, bro. You just can't do it. Yeah, not having a second quarterback or having... Like if he had, say, Saquon and, and C-Mac or another top running back that he could throw in that super flex, yeah, I, I could I could live with that, but he doesn't. So there's going to be a big, big deduction on points for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. This, this team's going to get fucking hammered, even though I like his positional players. Mm-hmm. Hunter Henry is somebody I don't believe in. Never but really have. I don't have. hate him either. I don't really he... believe in his talent, you know, but. He, I mean, he's basically rolling out there with just Hunter Henry, yeah. and the Patriots' priority was signing Jonu Smith. So that tells me that Henry is playing second fiddle. So how much stock do I really want to put on the guy that doesn't even have the starting job on his own fucking team? And I've never really believed was talented, and now I'm out, you know? I do. Would be fine if he was the number two tight end on my team, but where he's your one and only... Because there's no way you're starting fucking Eric Ebron every week. No, no, that'll that'll kill you. I'm looking at like Hunter Henry's stats from last year. I'm like, holy shit, he did so much better than I thought. I forgot about the boost. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the premium. So yeah. like, the scores are way higher than they should be. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, when you look at him in this light, he actually looks uh, not that good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, with the with the uh, excellent boost, he managed to get all the way up to tight end twelve. 
Yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, it's not like just Hunter Henry gets boosted. All the other tight ends get All boosted, too. All the other tight too, ends so. too. Yeah, he finished in the same spot. It just it, it boosts his points over some of the other wide receivers and stuff. But. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 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 going to get I'm going to get a, I'm going to give a pretty low score here just because of the super flex. And the tight end position's a little scary to me. I don't typically put a ton of premium on tight ends like teams that are loaded everywhere and have a junk tight end. I'm like, who gives a fuck? But but it's tight, tight end premium. premium. So I can't really do that. Uh, <laughs> I am going to say, man, I don't know. Do you think this team's worse than Luke's? So I'm just looking at that myself. And the answer to that question, I believe, is yes. It's tight. It's tight for me. because It's very close. His positional players are so much Luke's better. Luke's got the extra picks. They are, but trying to replace a quarterback in a super flex league is tough. And he doesn't even have a first. Oh no, he does. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he got does. a first, but it's going to take more than that. You're gonna you're gonna have to give up a haul to get a startable quarterback. Yeah, I still i I feel like Luke's team is worse. I do. I mean, he essentially has one quarterback too. I mean, he has fucking Ben Roethlisberger right now, and then the guys on his bench are Trubisky and Dalton. Yeah, but so where's where's his second quarterback going to be? Uh, he's got Ben this year. And Ben might stick around and play another year, and that gives him time to replace it. He's got the picks to do it. That's that's the difference for me is he has a guy to put out there this year unless Ben gets hurt, but he has the picks next year that he can grab two quarterbacks in the draft. That's true. That's true. Starting yeah, starting quarterbacks I'll, I'll... in the draft, let's put it that way. And I think next year Trubisky's a starter somewhere. Not I don't think he's a backup in uh, Buffalo next year. I think he's there for this year to uh, actually learn how to be a quarterback from a good quarterbacks coach and that he goes someplace <laughs> next year and actually has an opportunity to at least compete for a starting oh. job. Because he was a number two overall pick. No, was he? Yes. Chicago traded up from the number three to the number two to get Trubisky. Jesus, H. Yeah, th- he's got talent. It's just that Chicago sucks. And I'm sorry, Super Bowl Bears, but your coach fucking blows. And he's probably just just about as bad as Adam Gates. Let's not say anything we can't take back. Just about. You know? <laughs> I will never take that back. I, I'm not a big Nagy fan. I'm not a Nagy um, fan either. But I think Trubisky is a million-dollar arm and a 10-cent head. I think he's dumb as a box of rocks. And I think the vast majority of his problems are his. And I don't think any coach in the world can save him. I don't think Bill Belichick could fucking save him. I don't know, man. He made the Pro Bowl in his first season. so Mitch fucking Trubisky made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. What, for dragging those fucking for dragging those scrubs to the fucking playoffs was, with one of the best was, defenses in the league. With the best defense in the league. They were like ten and five or ten and six, something like that. Yeah, their defense scored like eight touchdowns that year. <laughs> Don't know. But he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. That was He's the, not as that, bad as That was the as, year as they traded for Khalil be. Mack. Yeah. No, he is as bad as they make him out to be, I th- I feel. I don't think so, but uh, that that I will agree to disagree with you on, but I think at least with Luck's team, he has the point. What I was trying to get at is he has the ammunition to improve his quarterback situation, and he has a guy that's there right now to to fill into that second spot. So, yeah, with the potential of the guys on his bench being able to be starters at some point, potential. So, I'm gonna I'm, I I can't I can't decide which one is worse. I'm gonna give him the same exact score, four point eight. Okay, I am going to give 
Super Bowl Bears at 5.1. They're very close, but I think Luke has the edge. Yeah. I mean, like they are somewhat close. I mean, I Mr. Trubisky is fucking junk. Yeah, I just I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at his stats right now. You're right, he did make a pro bowl by the way. I can't fucking believe mm-hmm. that. He threw for 3000 yards. And made yeah. a pro bowl. Yeah. <laughs> fucking silly that's so ridiculous dude <laughs> 24 touchdowns 12 interceptions fucking two to one ratio like brutal 12 fucking interceptions to make a pro bowl it must have been a bad year <laughs> right it was it must have been a down year in the nfc that's all i can say but it happened it did he happen to the playoffs yeah, he, he's got the trophy to prove it <laughs> he, he's got a 29 and 21 record so yeah he, he will get another shot at a starting job being he was a very high draft grade and he was the number two overall pick. So he's going to get another opportunity somewhere. Whether he does anything with it or not, I don't know, but at least he's going to get the opportunity. I don't know. I, I I doubt it very much. I mean, a lot of, a lot of teams already passed on him. I will beer bet that to the fucking moon. I was hovering over the button. Just we waiting. got a beer bag. Jameis Winston went 30 and 30 and, and is going to get the opportunity to start in New Orleans. Trubisky's going to get a, a shot, too. Yeah, and he threw for 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Yeah. At, at least at least you can look at Jameis Winston and say, hey, if I can if I can cut down the turnovers, we get a shot here. With J- with Mr. Trubisky, you literally have to improve everything. He doesn't throw well. He doesn't he doesn't throw for any fucking yards. He doesn't throw a ton of touchdowns. He has too many fucking turnovers. He went to a Pro Bowl because he had the best defense in the league, and he has an almost 50-50 record as far as wins losses because he's always had a great fucking defense. If it wasn't for his defense, he, he probably would have lost three quarters of his games. You're wrong. You were flat out wrong about Mr. Biskey. Nope, I am not. You'll you'll where see. Did, where did Josh Rosen get drafted? Uh, it was it was later. It wasn't that much later. And he ain't no, getting no it, shots. It was later. <laughs> Rosen, dude, Rosen's been on fucking five different teams. Yeah, because he blows. That's Mr. Biskey's future, dude. It, I, I don't think so. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to call you in like 2033 for my fucking beer when Mr. Bisky retires and never started again. <laughs> yeah. I will uh, be collecting it at next year's draft. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like that. It's like that. So that's going to bring us on to, now that we're done bickering, we're <laughs> going to bring yeah. us on to the commissioner of the league, Mr. Bren Hoko. Bren Hoko is starting Justin Herbert, my boy. Uh, Lenny Fournette, Raheem Mostert, his wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, tight end Logan Thomas, flexes Brandon Cooks, a- Antonio Brown, I'm sorry, I almost said A.J. Brown, Baker Mayfield in the Superflex. His bench spots are Daniel Jones and Mason Rudolph. Really? Really? Okay, really, okay. Everybody was waiting for Rudolph to take over for Ben last year, it never happened. Yeah. Well, I, and it's never going to happen. Safe to cut him now, buddy. <laughs> yes, it is. Because <laughs> as bad as Dwayne Haskins is, he is better than Mason Rudolph. <laughs> also a first-round pick that's going to get another shot. Uh, well, Haskins, I think, might. I think there's a real chance Haskins does. Yeah, and he's he's fucking – you think Trubisky's a bad quarterback. Haskins is ten times worse. He's only slightly better than Josh Rosen. Come on. But I digress. Yeah. Let's move on. You, you need to get your eyes checked. Running backs. No, that was that was Winston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that he's had the LASIK, there's no way he throws interceptions. What are you talking about? Running backs, Carrion Johnson, Kenyon Drake, De- Devontae Freeman. Holy shit. Kalen Balaj, 
Wide receivers, Jamison Crowder, Randall Cobb, Alshon Jeffrey, Adam Humphreys. And tight ends are Gerald Everett, Dawson Knox, Evan Engram. I, they're actually a really strong position to tight end. Yeah. For wide receivers, you could have just said Jamison Crowder and just moved on. Everybody else could be dropped. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I, I get your point. But Jamison Crowder, I think, if they don't cut him, which they very well may. He costs a lot of money, and he has zero guaranteed mm-hmm. money. Even if they do, I think somebody picks him up. Yeah, there's still definitely the chance for that. So, Randall Cobb, Cobb intrigues Cobb's me. a bum. Randall Cobb intrigues me. No. He does. Number one, he's already got Brandon Cooks. That's true. So, you're not going to handcuff your fucking wide receiver in Houston. He has a very limited role. He, he had a couple of decent games last year, but there's no fucking way I'm starting him. Since he left Green Bay, his best finish has been the wide receiver 34. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was in Green Bay. Never mind. <laughs> his last year in Green Bay, but he was hurt. He, he was a wide receiver 83. Uh, he was in Dallas. He was a wide receiver 44. And in Houston last year, the wide receiver 75. With yeah, the inflated in 10 scoring. Games. In 10 so, games. Yeah. Randall Cobb, is he's 30 years old. Uh, I'm all done with Randall Cobb. No, I get your point. I'm just saying, you know, there's a chance. There's a chance. In my mind, there's a chance. I I don't mind hanging on to Randall Cobb. That's all I'm saying. Do I do I think he will be relevant? No, I'm not willing to bet on that. But I think there's a chance. So uh, no IR spots. Taxi. Oh boy, look at this taxi. Uh, Jordan Love, Zach Moss. You can cut Brian Edwards. I can tell you that. Why uh, keep so- him on the taxi for you? See what happens. I'd rather have him than Randall Cobb. Oh, you're nuts. No. no. Brian Edwards is a straight-up fucking bum. He sucks. There nope. is literally no metric that says Brian Edwards is good. He is terrible. Terrible. We shall find out. I mean, I get your point. Like, he's he's in the taxi, so, like, what's he hurt? But I still, I don't fucking want him. I don't want him. I'd rather cut him and pick up some fucking scrub-off waivers and take the shot on him. Because that guy has a better chance of being successful than Brian Edwards, no matter who the fuck it is. Brian Edwards is a bum. He will be selling insurance in less than a year. Savannah Med for Miami. Nice little pickup. Uh, Jamichael Hasty seems buried, but it's a taxi spot, so I don't mind. Uh, Anthony Schwartz. D- Anthony DFS yeah. Schwartz, excuse me. Hunter Long in Miami. Terrence Marshall. Nice pick, man. You could definitely make room for him on your roster. Justin Fields. Yeah. Man, you got to make room for Justin Fields, bro. When Rodgers leaves. Probably by cutting Mason Rudolph. Well, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I would do <laughs> and put Fields up there. But once Love is actually a starting quarterback, he's going to have a nice roster for Superflex with Baker, Herbert, Daniel Jones, and then Jordan Love and Justin Fields. So he's, he's sitting well at quarterback right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Daniel Jones is going to get replaced within the next year or two because he's not really panning out. But when you have Herbert... I think Daniel Jones is going to do better this year with quality receivers, and if Saquon can stay healthy. Yeah, the receivers. I think that's going to be definitely a big, a big improvement when you go from Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton to Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony. That's that's notable. Yeah. <laughs> and they they made some moves with the offensive line so that hopefully he's not running for his life as soon as the ball is snapped. I think they actually um, ranked reasonably so, uh, high last year in offensive line. Yeah, later in the year, yes. I, I actually think he's going to be a little bit better, but I, I would actually, with the talent that he has at quarterback, 
I would probably be looking to move one of those guys, either Baker or Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. to a quarterback needy team uh, for some draft capital. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't seen any quarterback needy teams, Stephen. No, no. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm also high on keeping five guys. So yeah, see, five five's too many for me. With, uh, five's with the too quarterback many. For me. I'll keep four. See, I don't think so. If I got four starting quarterbacks, I am fucking thrilled. If I get five, I'm moving one because it's too many. What do you do with all of them? It's, it's pointless. Move one. I sit and look at them on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for I mean, to hold on to a fifth starting quarterback, it's like I'd rather have the picks and, and load up on positional players. Oh, I would too, but especially I'm not gonna... where his are so young, man. I yeah. mean, look. If he trades Daniel Jones, cuts Mason Rudolph, his oldest quarterback is Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not it's not like you're you're in the twilight of Tom Brady's career and need need to have uh, need to plan for the future. You know, right? No, no, and I and I agree with that. And I would probably look to move one of those guys later this year or just before the season starts, once you know what's going to happen with Jordan Love, because if he's going to sit on your taxi for another year. Now you only have the four, and you're fine. So there's really no reason to get rid of the guy. Maybe you do it closer to playoff time if somebody needs a quarterback and they're a contender and they're suffering from injury or something like that. But So, I mean, I'm I'm still fine with trading Jones because I, I, it doesn't scare me to roll into the season with three quarterbacks, with Mayfield, Herbert, and Fields. It does with me with Fields because you don't know if he's starting week one. Or when he, it, yeah. it's not a question of whether he's going to take over because it's going to happen. It's Andy Dalton. It's just when. Yeah, I'm, and you may need that guy before he's out there. That's my only concern. I'm definitely willing to bet on Fields starting. If I can get a haul for Jones, I'm willing to bet on Fields starting. Yeah, uh, obviously fair. not ideal, but I'm I'm willing to bet that Fields is out there week one, and he might not be. I could be wrong. Absolutely, could be wrong, but. Like I said, if, if I get the right price for Daniel Jones, I would say, all right, I'll fuck it. I'll take the gamble that Fields is out there. You know, um, mm-hmm. what would you say his biggest weakness is? Because it's standing out to me. It's screaming from the page. Running back. Oh man, Lenny Fournette, Raheem Mostert, Carry on Johnson, Kenyon Drake, Devontae Freeman, Kalen Balash. Woof. Mm-hmm. Fucking woof. Yeah, he's got Mostert and two backups. <laughs> <laughs> and and Mostert inevitably is going to be hurt. So, and ob- that's we obviously differ on on our projections, but I I think Trey Sermon wins the job outright. So, I mean, uh, the best case scenario, he gets hurt, and you're right. And the worst case scenario, he doesn't even have Mostert, and I'm right. So, I would say Mostert is a shaky proposition at best. <laughs> They're all three flex guys. There's not a single running back that he has that I would feel comfortable with in my starting two spots. Uh, they're they're yeah. flex guys. I mean, Kenyon Drake's the same thing. He's probably going to have a role in that offense, but it's going to be murky at best, and I'm not going to want to put him in the lineup and, unless I need to put a guy in my flex spot, and I'm, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to feel comfortable doing it, mm-hmm. but there's a scenario where he's going to have to. So, you know, my big thing with Dynasty, you need to get the running backs, you need to hold on to them, and you need to just keep acquiring them because they're gonna you're going to cycle through them. They get hurt, you just need more and more and more because they're impossible to get. Fucking impossible. Yeah. In Superflex, it's a little different. 
because you can get them at the back of the first as opposed mm-hmm. to the front. So it is a little easier to build your team that way, especially when you already have your quarterbacks, which we just talked about. Right. So if you got I mean, the he- 103, you can you can say, fuck it, I'm not taking uh, Zach Wilson. I'm going to grab E.T., you know, like mm-hmm. that scenario. Yeah. I mean, he also has Zach Moss, and I think Moss becomes fantasy relevant this year, but mm. not he's still not an RB1 or that I'm comfortable with him as my RB2, so. Yeah. So, like, Zach Moss is one of those guys where, like, I, I think he very well could be better than Devin Singletary, but number one, they like Singletary. Don't ask me why. They do. And number two... Being better, being better than Singletary does not make you talented. I don't think Zach Moss is very talented. So I almost don't hate handcuffing him with Devontae Freeman because I have flashbacks to 2017 and just watching Devontae Freeman run all over the field. <laughs> but he's just not that fucking guy anymore. Like, you can't. It's He sucks. He's terrible. Yeah, but know? I don't think Freeman is actually on the roster. They signed him to the practice squad last season, but I don't think he's actually practice back. squad. Oh my god! Yeah, he, he how the mighty have agent. fallen. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you got you got Zach Moss, Singletary, and Breda, and then Antonio Williams. I think they drafted this year, so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he has all five of his draft pick next year, so he could chip yep. away at some of this. Yep, and peddling off a quarterback for some picks or some pieces. Would certainly help that. So, he, yeah. he's not in a in a terrible position. Running backs is a, is a concern, and and some of the depth pieces because, he, like we said, he's got one wide receiver. Tight ends, I think he's fine with what he's got for tight ends. Oh, but definitely. Running back and and wide receiver depth are lacking. So that being said, now I'm even more on the move Daniel Jones train, because a I don't believe in him. B somebody's going to pay through the nose for him. And C, I need picks to restock my positional players. It's kind yeah, of a perfect storm. It, who's going to pay for him after you just said that he sucks? Well, I'm wrong all the fucking time, ain't I? <laughs> I mean, you everything I say, you say I'm wrong. I don't. <laughs> Not everything. Not everything. Yeah, I, did, I did call you handsome once, joking around. Oh, you were definitely wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a face for radio. That's all I know. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's, there's probably lots of people that still believe in Daniel Jones. And like you said, he did get a huge upgrade at, at, at uh, wide receiver. And mm-hmm. Saquon stays healthy. That helps him out a lot, too. So I still think they're looking to move on in a couple of years. But I've been wrong before, you know. I mean, I thought the Jets were going to keep Sam Darnold. So look how far that got him, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I did, too, for, for a while. So. All right, so what do you got for uh, for Hocko for a score? <sighs> Bert Hocko for the score. Man, those running backs are fucking rough, but he's pretty good everywhere else, and he didn't give up his picks to get here. Like we said, it's easier to get running backs in a super flex league, so I'm not going to bang him too bad because this year is going to be a rough year, but going forward, he's in decent shape. <sighs> I am going to give him... 7.4. Okay. I have him at a 7.3, so we're close. Mm-hmm. So that will bring us on to the Solinator. Don't mind if I do, sir. Yeah, my team sucks. Let's just move on. 
<laughs> no way. You think I'd let you get away with that? Yep. Um, I got the handcuffs well, to my handcuffs to my handcuffs. This looks really nice, Steven. So you have Dallas Pre- uh Dallas Prescott. <laughs> Dallas Prescott. Nice. <laughs> Dak Prescott, who happens to play in Dallas. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Dave Montgomery, wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup. I know. Honestly, how many leagues you own Cooper Cup in? I, own I know in, last year you were all in. I own him in a ton of <laughs> leagues because I've been in on him for the last couple of years. Just not unhappy with him as my wide receiver three. Because, I mean, he still was a wide receiver 26, but yeah, it was not really where I was hoping he would finish, yeah. let's put it that way. So, tight end, you got Tyler Higby, who I'm actually very happy with. Uh, Mike Davis is somebody that's looking like a steal now because it doesn't look like there's anybody in front of him. Uh, OBJ, I think I have voiced my displeasure enough times by now for the listeners. Tom yeah, Brady I'm is a, your QB, too. I'm a in, in the OBJ comeback. Mm. Yeah, I'm well, I'm okay uh, with being wrong about him. I really am. Um, well, that's good to know. <laughs> um, so uh, you're on your bench. Uh, I did mention Tom Brady. You have Tom Brady yep. in your superflex on your bench. You have Kirk Cousins, excellent QB three. Bench running backs: Tony Pollard, excellent handcuff. Sony Michelle, junk. Damian Harris, I'm cool. I got my handcuff for Harris. So yeah. That's why I still have Sony. <laughs> uh, Royce Freeman, Kareem Hunt, Justin Jackson, uh, wide receivers. We got Miko Harmon, Russell Gage. Ian Thomas is not a fucking wide receiver. Oh, never mind. He's a tight end. I know. I thought he had the hybrid designation. And you know how that oh, goes straight no. out my mail shoot. At tight end, he has Ian Thomas, OJ Howard. Kyle Rudolph, Dalton Schultz. Lots of tight ends, which I don't hate in a tight end premium. Uh, Rudolph, I think, has touchdown upside. Schultz, we know he's going to be part of this offense, right? Is he the lead dog? Mm-hmm. Is he the second dog? We'll see, but he's going to be part of this offense, and they're going to throw a ton because their defense still blows. Nobody in the IR. Taxis, you got Jalen Rager, Devin Asiasi, J.J. Taylor, Darrington Evans, Javian Hawkins, Kellen Mond. Diami Brown. I don't know who these Shy Smith. Shy Smith. I've never heard of this dude in my life. Who the fuck is Shy Smith? Was he a UFA? They drafted? No. Sixth round. Oh, okay. I, I He'd never even come across my radar. Uh, which doesn't mean anything. I've been wrong before, like I said. He, uh, he's a flyer. He, the kid's got some talent. They took him in a sixth round. He might pan out. He might not. Yeah, but. I mean, you got 10 taxis. Fill him. Right? Yeah, right. Take yep. as many dart throws as you can. Uh, Jacob Harris, who is a... Now he's, he's working tight out end. at tight end. Yeah. But They've got him as a t- as a, as the uh, hybrid designation, so... Pick one. He, he's a tight end. <laughs> well, they got him working out at tight end. Doesn't mean he's going to play tight end. He was drafted as a wide receiver. Uh, and you got your ob- obligatory Chris Evans pick. I know you need you do not leave the draft without Chris Evans if you can help nope, it. I do not. I do not. And you have no picks next year except for your fifth rounder. Yes. Wow. So I don't hate it. I don't think this is anywhere near the worst team in the league. Uh, what's Kenny? G- what's Kenny Galladay going to be in New York? We'll see. Cooper Cup, I truly, honestly don't really believe in. But with Matt Stafford, big, big boost. 
he's at his ceiling at 26. He's best case like 20, 22 to 28, I think, for the mm-hmm. wide receiver. And, and I'm fine with that. I'm pretty sure that's literally his ceiling is right where he finished last year. Oh, it might be. Yeah. And uh, you know, hopefully it's higher, but I, I don't think so. I, I think he's, you know, five touchdowns and right around a thousand yards. Yeah, I mean, which we, is fine. We, we've seen him finish much higher. He just he needs more touchdowns. What made him so valuable was that red zone work. Yeah. And well, if, we if saw them transition the thousand... to, to featuring the tight ends in that role. Right. So if he can get the if he can get up a couple of touchdowns, five, six touchdowns and uh, stay right at the thousand yards, he'll get a little bit of a bump and he'll be, uh, you know, right around 20 ish. But if he could stay at 25, 26, I'm fine with that, too. Yeah, I mean, he's your wide receiver three. So if he's yeah. anywhere near a wide receiver two, it helps. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike, Evans... and I have a bunch of wide receiver threes, so <laughs> or pot- potential wide receiver threes. Oh, yeah, I know you're loaded with them. Uh, OBJ probably, I'm going to be honest, looking at your roster, I mean, you pretty much have to start him, but I don't No, I'll put Kareem Hunt in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm probably going to end up running running Gage out there uh, the first week, but. See, I don't uh, believe in Gage. Yeah, I do. I I mean. New offense that just made Corey Davis fucking fantastic, so I'll I'll take the chance (laughs) on Gage. Who's the uh, who's the other kid? Zacharias? Yeah, Olamide Zacharias. I think I have a little more faith in him than Russell Gage, personally. Different role, but yeah. Well, I mean, just as far as fantasy production, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. But it's a crapshoot. We don't know. It's a new system, and this will be the first time they've ever planned to not have Julio Jones. Yeah. So Zacharias has taken, really is taken Julio's spot. Gage's. He had his own role already, mm-hmm. so they're going to use him more this year in the new offense, and uh, Olamide will will move into uh, Julio's spot on the field. But he's going yeah, to be the I'm wide just, receiver three. So I'm worried Russell Gage is too slow to really do anything else. You know, and it's, it's possible, but I, I think not he's really big roll. enough to be like a big red zone target. I don't know. I just don't see it. That doesn't mean it can't happen. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's why the offensive coordinator is there, and I'm here. Yeah, you know, maybe he can see it. You know, <laughs> yeah. and and I have Rager as well. And if what they're trying to do with him works out and move him mm-hmm. into the slot, that that's going to be, gonna very be valuable. A, a big help. So, and Dami Brown, for all we know, he's going to be the number two in Washington with Fitzpatrick at quarterback. That's a very valuable spot to be in. It so is. You do have a little bit of depth. It's it's pretty thin, but you have depth, and uh, you know you're obviously. I have nothing to say about Zeke and Monty. Awesome. Sweet. I don't think there's... I was going to say any. I don't think there's much of a chance that Monty finishes as an RB1 again. But I think he's a high-end RB2. And where he is your RB2, that seems like a pretty good spot to have him. Don't you think? Yeah. And uh, Kareem Hunt is a great flex, like you pointed out. You have tight ends for days and guys that I kind of believe in. and They're all crapshoots. Ian Ian Thomas, I'm willing to move on from. I am too, but I... (laughs) For, unless I need a roster spot, I'm going to hold on to him. Uh, yeah. I don't expect him to break out. I think that I think that ship has sailed. But maybe with Donald, it'll happen. You know, he's got talent. They drafted him to be a pass catcher. So maybe. But I, I, don't, I have no hope for it. But I'm not going to get rid of him yet. I'll wait and see what happens. I 
really truly love OJ Howard um, with Tom Brady. And so I think he really has a big role this year. And Schultz already has, I'm pretty sure, continues with a role. Uh, it's going to be diminished a little bit but I, with Jarwin coming back, but I still think he has a, a decent role. So I have, Well, he'll have a role. You know, I have three three tight ends that I consider to be startable from week to week, and if I need to float them in for, uh, for matchups, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a top tight end, but I'm okay with that. So, I mean, the the biggest problem with Kyle Rudolph is that he's typically been a red zone touchdown guy and never really been like a PPR machine. Oh, Rudolph's where cuttable at this Yeah, point. where your bonuses are PPR-based. You know, you get an extra .5 per reception. You know, it's 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 hard to imagine a position where Rudolph becomes startable. No, even though he's more talented as far as a pass catcher, he's going to be the second tight end on the field when Ingram's there, and he's going to be more used as a blocker. So, mm-hmm. His fantasy appeal is is there, but it's very light. Yeah, and I mean I, Rudolph is somebody I really want to target and redraft because I think I can get him in a sick value because nobody's going to want him. I can get him. I can take him with my very last pick, and I think he has a lot of touchdown upside. So week to week, that's very valuable in a non premium league. But where your bonuses are based on receptions, th- touchdowns don't fucking help me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you. I mean, what do you think your biggest weakness is? I'm not seeing a lot here. This is a very good team. Uh, my biggest weakness is I, I, I have two second-tier wide receivers. I don't have a, a top-tier wide receiver. I mean, Galladay and Evans are both, I think, Galladay's at the lower end of that second tier. It might even be considered third tier. Um, Evans is definitely a second-tier wide receiver with some upside to be at uh, a top-tier with Brady this year, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably, I mean, I have depth at all the positions so I can survive. I can survive injuries. I think it's just, you know, upgrading quality of, of a couple of the guys that I have. Okay. And what do you consider the long-term outlook is for Mike Davis? I mean, obviously he has a decent amount of value this year, but what do you think he is going forward? So Mike Davis, I think, this year is probably going to be a low-end RB2 with some upside from week to week. I mean, he did well last year in Carolina with a subpar quarterback and filling in for McCaffrey. He still finished as the RB12 in PPR. So I think that that's probably his ceiling this year. I don't look at him as a long-term solution. For Atlanta, but I think they bridge him through this year. They don't have to go out and, and sign a big name in free agency. They've they've got him. He can service the load, and with the other guys that they've got behind him, I think that they're going to be fine this year. And it gives them the ability to draft a guy next year or sign somebody who's going to be coming off of another team that that's still got some uh, good mileage left and they don't have to overspend. So I think he's just kind of a, a gap bridge for this year and next year. Mm-hmm. So it's time for the grade. Hmm. This is a tough one. Cause like you said, like 
there's a lot of like second, third tier players. Like you have good depth everywhere, but you don't have studs. Mm-hmm. And man, it's so tough to grade like that because it's like I just I would love to see like oh I got Justin Jefferson, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna say seven point six. I don't think you're in that bad of a spot. I really don't, especially since you have your quarterbacks covered, your tight ends covered, and those are the those are going to be the hardest spots to fill because of the premiums. Mm-hmm. So, you know, could you use another running back? Could you use another wide receiver? Like, oh, yeah, of course yeah. you could. But always, you can fill those spots a, a lot easier. The the premium spots you you got. <sighs> Jeez, the picks. You don't have any fucking picks. Nope. You gotta start making trades, Steven. You need picks. I'm good. For now. <laughs> That's gonna bring us on to Durfzilla. Steven is once again allowed to give his fucking opinion, unfortunately. QB, Matt Stafford. Running backs. Is it um, hold on, let me clean my glasses. Derek Henry and Todd Gurley. Yes, it is flashback to 2018. <laughs> Todd Gurley. <laughs> Is the R just finished as the RB one? Oh wait, he's not even on a team. Yeah, wide receivers: Allen Robinson, Tyler Boyd, Marv Jones, tight end Mark Andrews. Flexes are Singletary and Zach Ertz, and your super flex is Sam Darnold. Not a bad spot to be in. On the bench, we got Blake Bortles, probably a recent addition. I don't blame him. I guess I I think if Rodgers is gone, it's definitely Jordan Love's job. And if Aaron doesn't go, Bortles, I think, is third on the depth chart. So I don't really see the value, but why not? You got enough spots. You got Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota proved to be a valuable handcuff last year. When he was asked to step up, he played very, very well. He did. You know, a throwing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, 226 yards, completed 17 to 28. So ended up finishing the game with 33.6 fantasy points oh 88 rushing yards left that out running backs alex collins is alex collins in the fucking league yeah he's in seattle oh my god yeah re-signed with seattle he was in seattle last year yeah oh this is why i don't know what do you have a combined uh, 18 attempts last year perfect perfect there you go that's why i had no idea where he was (laughs) marlon mack ben snell wide receiver mike williams christian kirk Kiki Cutie, my man, Emmanuel Sanders, Mo Alley Cox, Anthony Ferkser, and Jordan Akins. Nobody in the IR. His taxi spots are Michael Pittman, Jacob Eason, AJ Dillon, Trey McKitty, Kenny Gainwell, Ian fucking Book. book. Yeah. Jesus Love Christ. Love me man. some book. What is with these people and Ian fucking book? Uh, this is the second <laughs> league we've we've judged where he got drafted. He should never be drafted. Ever, ever, ever. He's nobody. Best case scenario, he's third on the depth chart. Like, sorry, dude. Draft picks, he has Max's first round next year. M. Hayes's and Max's second round next year. His own second, third, fourth, fifth. So this this is a pretty good fucking squad to have that many picks next year. Obviously, Todd Gurley needs to go, but where's he going to go? He has Alice Collins, so he's got Marlon Mack. So <laughs> De- Devin Singletary is going to be his second running back, and he's going to have to Man. flex Christian Kirk or Mike Williams, or I guess he could flex Manny. 
Oh, of course he can you flex know? Manny. I guess he can flex Manny. So he traded away his first three picks this past year, and that's why he wasn't able to grab one of these yeah. running backs, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter. So Kenny Gainwell was the best he could do. He shot his shot. I think mm-hmm. Gainwell has some PPR upside, but where you only get half PPR from running backs, the upside is very limited. Yeah. So yep. that running back he's, is fucking scary. Yeah, the running backs are rough. He also has he's got Pittman in his taxi, so he he can flex him. Uh, I'm actually fine with with flexing Pittman. You know, he's got to improve. Well, he can't do much worse than he did last year. Well, that's kind of my point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he has to do a lot better than he did last year before I start looking at flexing him. Well, when you don't really have anybody else, you got to give him a shot. You know, and it once the oh, he's Green definitely Bay, worth the shot. When when the Green Bay quarterback situation is is straightened out, he can drop Bortles for that spot to get him out of taxi. So he doesn't have to uh, worry about dumping any of the rest of his stars to make room. Well, I was about to say though, would you promote AJ Dillon? I also would promote AJ Dillon. Yes, honestly, I think Kiki QT is cuttable. I don't think he's I would think really worth keeping on a roster and you could dump you could dump Alex Collins and you can most likely dump Blake Bortles. So that gives you three spots right there. I would I would keep QT unless I needed the third spot. I would definitely dump Collins and move Dylan up and you could you can uh, move Pittman in for Bortles. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean like I said I, I don't you get you have to take your shot on Pittman, but yeah, I'd rather start AJ Dillon than Michael Pittman at this point because I think Dillon's going to get a big boost in rushing yardage and rushing attempts. He's going to get a boost. Aaron of use. Jones, uh, yeah, you're going to see Aaron Jones take more of Jamal Williams' receiving work, but in return, AJ Dillon is going to take some of Aaron Jones' rush attempts. So I think he'll be flexible because I think. There's a chance they split goal line work. You just hope for the touchdown and 50 to 60 yards and call it a day, you know? Mm-hmm. But no, I think there's an opportunity for him to be flexible. And with the roster. That, that said, I don't want to flex him. No, but with a roster <laughs> like this, it's potentially a situation where you're going to have to. So, yeah. There's worse. Fuck it. He might be my RB2. He, he might be. I say, there's, there's worse guys that you that you could have to flex. But he might end up being your RB two, so crazy, yeah, just crazy, and, and yeah. So overall, not a terribly but, bad roster. Not not a bunch of holes. Running back is, you know, like most teams, lacking. But he's got picks next year to address that and, and pick up some wide receiver depth. He does. So it's going to be a rough season for him. It's going to be he's, he's going to get some wins. He's going to have some close losses, I think, with uh, with the situation he's in. I think he's honestly a middle of the road team given some of the other ones that we've already looked at. So yeah, I feel the same way. I don't think this is a terrible roster. I mean, I, I I'm kind of fuzzy on what to think about Marv Jones, but as my wide receiver three, I'm yeah. fine with it. You know, typically I don't typically I'll slam any team that's flexing a tight end, but in tight end premium and with Zach Ertz, it's clearly a very Yeah, depending story. on where Ertz ends up, that could be really nice. Mm-hmm. And he also has Ferkser who I would not, hesitate to flex either oh i immediately discount Ferkser. 
Two oh, words, Julio Jones. Yeah, no, I don't, because Ferks is moving right into that tight end role, and they use it. So, Yeah, but they've never had a second wide receiver. <laughs> no, they had uh, – Julio's going to take over all of Corey Davis's work that he had last year and, and yeah, some I think of he, uh, I think he, Humphreys. I think, so, he, I think I, he takes those and some. I think he takes some of Jul- John U. Smith's, too. I don't I, think I, so. I absolutely believe that. No, I don't. I think he takes I mean, Humphreys and, and Corey Davis's, the majority of those. I think the tight end work stays the same because it wasn't a huge amount. It was like 60, I only, 60 targets. I, I only ever liked Ferkser because he was filling a void. I don't think there's a void to fill anymore. Oh, I do. I will disagree with you on that. But Yeah. Well, feel free. I mean, this is America. We have the God-given right to be wrong. You should know. You are an expert at it. <laughs> so... I mean, clearly the running back is an issue, but uh, everywhere else he's pretty solid, yep. you know? I mean, I'd love for him to have another quarterback. He's got Carr. Because I don't – I know, but I was about to say I don't really believe in Carr. Like, he hasn't been terrible for fantasy, but how long before the Raiders catch on, you know? <laughs> I mean, Carr's 30. He's steady. I'm fine with him. And if they move on, it's going to be for Mariota, so he's got the – He's got the guy. Oh, I, no, he's I, got the handcuff. You know like what I mean? I, I know that Gruden loves fucking Mariota. And if if they move on from Carr, Carr's going to get a job somewhere. It might be as a backup, but I don't hate that situation where he's got those two guys. And that's another another thing he can address in next year's draft with the number of picks that he's got. So, Oh, he certainly can. But, I mean, if I'm him, I'm looking at exclusively running backs until further notice. So, all that being said... I am going to say 7.1. 7.1. I don't think it's terrible. I think you're you're right on the cusp between a C and a D. Yeah. I give him a 7.2. I think he's just slightly under Hawko's team. But still, like I said, middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to bring us on to Aaron O'Brien. And uh, he is starting Aaron Rodgers in his QB spot. Soon to be Denver Bronco Aaron Rodgers. Running backs are Elvin Kamara and Nick Chubb. You can do a fuck of a lot worse than that. Um, oh, this is where he sacrificed. Wide receivers, <laughs> Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, and Marquise Brown. Hollywood. Uh, tight- Hollywood. Hollywood. Mike Gusecki at tight end. Jamar Chase at, in his flex. Obviously, that helps the wide receiver core. Antonio Gibson in a flex. Wow, he's got fucking running backs for days. We got Tua, Gardner Minshew. I've been there, brother. I drafted him this offseason because I thought he'd get traded and start somewhere. I thought he was too good to just be buried on a depth chart. We were wrong. You can drop him now. I promise. It's over. Don't do it, man. Don't listen to the mustache hater. (laughs) Tevin Coleman, Wayne Gallman at running back. Wow, those are his only running backs? It really stops after Gibson? Okay. I mean, where, where you're looking at the premiums in this, I'm okay with that. I really am. Because, I mean, he's, I think he's flexing Gibson because he has to. But if any of his the receivers you get to when you when you start reading them off, if any of them hit, which I there's a couple I think will, he, he's not flexing Gibson. So No, and that's fine. I just – I would have I, – I typically like oh, I, to have somebody. Yeah, I, I would love to, but there, there's not that many running extra running backs to go around. And, and No, there isn't. There's a, a few other teams that have an abundance of extra running backs. No, but I mean, even if you had like a, a Tariq Cohen or, 
you know, somebody like that, like the like you wouldn't want to start. You'd feel uncomfortable starting, but maybe they won't cost you the game. Well, he has those guys. He's got Devin Coleman and Wayne Gallman. <laughs> I don't both think with either the, one of they them. They were both that guy last year. So yeah. with, with this being dynasty, their their carryovers from last season. You know, Gallman was was decent. That's true. Uh, when, oh, he was. He was. I started went him. out and uh, Coleman was the gamble in, in San Francisco that he was going to be the healthy guy. So. And uh, he he wasn't, and he's not a bad holdover because he knows that San Francisco system yep. better than anyone else. So he might get the start week one over Michael Carter, for how long? Probably not. Probably long, not long. But but, uh, <laughs> but I think he's going to have a role, and I'm fine with having him, you know, as my my running back four in a in a position where I'm probably only going to use two running backs from week to week. No, that's true. That's true. Wide receivers: T.Y. Hilton, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown. Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, John Ross, Traquan Smith, Andy Isabella, Kadarius Tony, nice dude. Bench tight end is Jared Cook. He has nobody in the IR. The only players in his taxi are something named Frank Darby, who apparently is a wide receiver in Atlanta. Elijah Mitchell, running back at San Francisco. Nice grab. That could be your uh, missing running back. And was that Kalen Hill? Kylan Hill in Green Bay. I never know how to pronounce yeah, he's it. He's irrelevant. Uh, he has all of his picks next yeah. year. Kylan Hill's irrelevant. Like you said, a Mitchell might might work out. And Frank Darby, they drafted him in the sixth round. I don't think he's relevant probably for the next couple of years because they've got young guys, but we'll see. But Tony, I, I like. Tony, Aguilar, and maybe Shepard were the three I was saying that he might not have to worry about flexing Gibson because if one of those guys works out for him uh, he should be in pretty decent shape I think Tony will be the one that works out first but Aguilar might not be that bad here in New England and Hilton you you could do with week one week two I would probably trust him more than I would trust Hollywood Brown but that's just me oh absolutely absolutely and that's the thing like you say you know well he can get Gibson out of his flex no he can't he needs two of those guys to hit to get Lockett and Hollywood out of his fucking lineup. You know, I'm fine with Thielen. I, I, no, no, I've I, been I'm, pretty clear that I I believe yeah, in Thielen. But Thielen, I'm fine with. Lockett is a fucking scrub, and Hollywood Brown's a DFS play. Yeah, I will leave Lockett in there as my wide receiver three, but he's got to have somebody else hit. Chase is going to be his number two until he becomes his number one, uh, which should happen sometime this year. And that'll slide Thielen into his yeah. number two and Lockett into his number three. As, as a number three wide receiver, I'm fine with Lockett there. But the other guys, he's going to have to get the other guys. Uh, somebody's going to have to actually pan out. And I think Kadarius Tony will. Oh, I think. But it might take a few I think weeks. Tony will, too. Uh, I think by midseason, season's end, Tony's fine. And I actually believe that Aguilar is going to be fine as well. So I think Hilton will do okay, yeah. but he's never been great for fantasy. I, I, I never trust any Patriots. You know, they, they, they flash one week, then Bill decides it's this guy's turn. Mm-hmm. and No, no, I, I understand just, that. There's never really a steady producer outside of Julian Edelman. No, but maybe Aguilar becomes a new Edelman. Well, it's possible. You know? I mean, I don't think it's a I strength, mean, but it's well, possible. Well, we had Randy Moss was, um, Dion Branch was a fantasy producer when he was here. It, it's happened. It's just not very often. And usually when it is, we have one guy. So <laughs> I think it's Aguilar as far as the talent, but we'll see. Could be wrong. Could be uh, Jacoby Myers. So, mm-hmm. and I, I will say this too: Kadarius Tony was a fucking steal in this rookie draft. Yeah, 
He was. Going after Amon Ross St. Brown, Terrence Marshall. Personally, I would take him over Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman, but I can see that. But yeah, he goes after Amon Ross St. Brown and Terrence Marshall. I, I cannot get on board with that personally. No. Nope. If I had my pick, he would not have made it past me, but he didn't get to me at yeah. the end of the second. So. Mm-hmm. so, all in all, I don't think it's a terrible team. There's definitely a couple of depth issues, but he has all of his draft picks. You can address it next year. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, this is a young core that you can work with. He definitely needs another quarterback for sure because yep. Gardner Minshew is nothing. And Aaron Rodgers might retire this year. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's got time to do. I mean, he can use his pick next year to take care of the quarterback. Rodgers is going to play. I'm not worried about that. Well, I think you should be. I'm not. He's already holding out. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll he'll be there in training camp. I'm not worried about it. Obviously, it's a concern if you own Rodgers, but I, I'm not concerned with it. I'm pretty sure that Rodgers is going to be there. I've already beer bet it, so. <laughs> That's the only reason you're saying that. You know damn well he ain't going to be there. Oh, dude, he ain't walking away from that money. A hundred grand to him, he doesn't care. He he made that host in jeopardy for f- fucking two weeks. But he he's not walking away from his contract. Okay. So he'll be there. They'll renegotiate his contract. He'll get a, a pay bump with a guarantee that he's out of there next year. He'll come back and play. And then next year he'll get traded. And he'll get to go wherever he decides he wants to go. So as far as this team, plenty of, plenty of upside guys uh, if they pan out. As far as receivers, I'm not as concerned with as you are with the running back depth. Tight end, a little concerned. Jared Cook's probably going to retire in a year. He's 34 Yeah, now. but he should be able to grab a tight end next year, I would yeah. feel. Yeah. Grab one in the draft or something. I would but think so. But then you're going to have to wait a couple of years for him. Right. Tight, tight ends typically are not year one guys. No, so. but there's plenty of teams with tight ends. Even though it's premium, you can probably get one at a reasonable price when when it's time so not a huge mm-hmm. concern just just something to look at uh, i i like Kaseki. i do believe in him all in all not a terrible team good starting lineup which should be a good starting lineup uh week one your score sir my score i'm gonna put him at a 7.4 7.4 okay yeah i like the running okay. backs he's it's going to be hard to beat the Kamara Chubb stack. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah. And I and like Gibson. a lot of his other pieces, too. I like a lot of his other pieces, too. I'm going to, I hate to pick a round number, but I'm going to say 7.5. Okay. So that'll bring us on to Growler's PAT. Chatted for a little bit the other night. Seemed like a pretty good dude. My my week one opponent. I'm probably going to lose. Week one victor. Looking at this roster. Yep. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Swift, Austin Eckler, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, TJ Hawkinson, Travis Kelsey. Wow, dude. Player to be named later. Yeah, his uh, second flex is empty right now, and his second quarterback to Sean Watson. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. He's going to have to start Jimmy Garoppolo. And on his bench, he also has Jacoby Brissett. Running back, yes, Ty Johnson. Jarek McKinnon, Justice Hill, Melvin Gordon, not a bad depth piece for at least for a few weeks anyway. Yep. Darius Geis, sure. Why not, I say. People have been after him lately, and I don't understand why. <laughs> because I believe that the allegations of 
rape were dismissed or were potentially going to be dismissed. And people think he's going to get signed somewhere. Have at it, Haas. Yeah, he he wasn't that good, and I don't see it. He probably still has an ACL sprain. Yeah. Olamide, Zacharias, Paris Campbell, Miles Boykin, Hunter Renfro, DJ Moore. I'm sorry, David Dave, Moore. David Moore. At wide receiver with his other tight end being David Njoku, who I really don't like. But as my tight end three, why the fuck not? Into reserve, he has Harrison Bryant. So I guess Njoku's the tight end four. <laughs> yeah. In the taxis, we have Colin Johnson, who's pretty much nobody. James Robinson! James yeah. Robinson's in the taxi? Yeah. Was he allowed to put him back in? He didn't start yeah, him last he... year? No, no, you can, in the offseason, you can put him back in. Oh, once they came out, I thought that was a wrap. It is during the season, but once uh, the season's over, they can go back in. Okay, okay. So being as he's only a, a one-year player, he can go back in. I thought this dude, like, watched this guy finish RB4. All year was like, oh. yeah, it's a mirage. It's a mirage. I'm not taking him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> he also has Marlon Williams of the Houston Texans, Puka Williams of the Cincinnati Bengals, Larry Roundtree, Davis Mills, Ramondi Stevenson, Sammy, Samus Reyes, I believe is how you say his name, and, of course, Jake Funk. We got the funk. He also has Noah Gray. Travis Kelsey's handcuff. There you go. He has his own first, your second, and his own second, third, fourth, and fifth. Yep. This is a damn good fucking roster to still have all those picks. Uh, he has upside guys. He has established starters. The quarterback scares me a little bit, though. A little bit. Mm, not a, not a tremendous amount, but a little bit. There's a chance... He goes into this season with one starting quarterback. There is. If Jimmy Garoppolo loses that job to Trey Lance and Deshaun Watson is guilty of the things he's been accused, or if he's not guilty and just says, hey, I told you, motherfuckers, I ain't playing for you. Trade me. And he sits out. doesn't even matter if he's if he's guilty. If the league punishes him, he, he's going to be suspended. Oh, that too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that that's the third... Uh, like angle that he could be you know if the league thinks he did something wrong they can punish him anyways regardless of what happens with his other suits so or he like you said he could just say you know fuck you guys i told you i want to get traded i'm not playing yep so, so there's there's a multitude of ways to sean watson comes back to haunt you and there is the chance i think it's pretty slim but there is the chance jimmy garoppolo loses that job so as mm -hmm. much as i love this roster with a capital L, the starters are just stacked everywhere and anywhere. If he doesn't have a second quarterback, and on top of that, I think Swift and Eckler are mostly like PPR guys. So where they're only getting half PPR, I feel like they're both going to finish as RB2s. So it's not like he has stud running backs. No, I don't think so, because you get the first down work. I'm fine with those two guys. Plus, he's got James Robinson and... Gordon oh yeah, no, depth. he's got depth. Absolutely, I just don't think he has a stud. You know, there's nothing wrong with rolling out there with two RB twos. That's fine. He he doesn't have a, a tier one. He's got two tier twos, and and I'm fine with that because they're both at the top of the t of the second tier in my mm -hmm. in my book. Yeah, I mean, Austin Eckler gets enough work that he he definitely has potential to finish as an RB one. But 
you know, like I said, where most of their upside is considered to be pass catching and you only get half PPR, uh, I'm a little weary. It's not like I'm, I just don't want to declare like, oh, he's all set at running back. He has studs. He, he really doesn't. Okay. They're good guys. You can count on every week, but they're not going to wow you. You know, his yep. wide receivers are absolutely fucking stacked. His tight ends are tight ridiculous. Ends are so, I mean, it's yep. like his one deficiency is that second QB, but it's so huge. That is such a big deficiency, you know? Yeah. Like if Watson plays, he's got the Jackson and Watson stack. He's got two of the best quarterbacks, you know, two what should be top, let's say top six quarterbacks in uh, fantasy. So I think the potential for what he has with quarterback is huge, but there is a concern. A huge concern because actually I think I remember reading an article not that long ago that he said that said that uh, Deshaun Watson reminded the Texans I'm not playing for you like I know every all this other shit's going on but I'm clearing that up and you need to be trying to trade me yeah no he did which obviously they're not going to because his value is so depressed they're like dude we're not giving you away God forbid right. you're innocent yeah like- no it, it was right around <laughs> the same time he said he wanted to go to Denver so. Yeah, yeah, I did read that the other day, too. He said he wants to go to Denver. So I don't see a scenario where Deshaun Watson plays this year because either A, he's going to be guilty and that will ruin his career, B, the legal hand down punishment just because they can, or C, the Houston Texans don't trade him and he refuses to Mm -hmm. play. So I just, I don't see an avenue towards him starting this year, but that's not to say it's impossible, but I think it's. You're looking at pretty slim odds. No, you got a better chance of Jimmy Garoppolo getting through training camp without getting hurt, I think. <laughs> Which, actually, funny you mention that because I was just talking to Eric the other day and I said, hey, I said, I bet you I bet you there's a good chance Garoppolo gets hurt in training camp. And he, was, he said, why is that? I said, because his contract guarantees if he gets hurt in training yeah. camp. <laughs> That's right. So I think there's a chance that maybe, oh, geez, I hurt my yeah. ankle. Uh, nothing's on the MRI. Ah, oh, shit. You know, doesn't know which fucking side to limp on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously we have to assume his QB two is Garoppolo. I think he's yeah. going to win that job. I think he's going to go out there and be all right. But for how long? He's proven he can't stay healthy one time in his entire fucking career. He stayed healthy. The Patriots only asked him to play two, four fucking games. We got a game and a half out of him. I would not feel comfortable <laughs> going into this season with that quarterback situation. I probably would have tried to move Watson early in the off season just because you could still get a decent value for him in the, in the scandal. When, when you get past all the assholes, giving you the fucking bare minimum, a fifth round pick or fourth round pick offers. Um, you could, you could get somebody that was serious that had enough depth that could sit with yeah, him on the yeah. roster for a year if he didn't play. Yeah, because he's not done. No, no matter what oh, the God, outcome no. is, he's no, not he's gonna done. Play. He's going to play. And, and, it probably won't be this yeah, year, but so. he's going to play. And, and if he does, that's great. And But if he doesn't, you're in a heap of trouble because you don't even have a backup. I mean, he's got Davis Mills. He does have Davis Mills. <laughs> so there is the opportunity to fill that void oh, with somebody who will never leave the, the, the super flex spot because he's a statue. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm essentially counting it as one yeah. quarterback. Well, I mean, one and yeah. a half quarterbacks because Garoppolo will start until he gets hurt. That's seriously going to impact the score. And I'm sorry to be that guy, but it's just, it is what it is. I love this team outside of that. I am going to give him an 8.1. Okay. So I, 
I have the same concerns. I'm giving him a 7.9. He's got a better team than me, and you gave me a 7.6. The quarterbacks are better. The tight ends are better. I mean, for the if he has two starting, if he has two uh, a starting quarterback and a super flex, and a starting quarterback on his bench, this team is possibly in the. Oh, nines. I don't think it's that high, but but it, it's it's in the mid eights, oh, definitely it eight six, eight seven. Yeah, it's. I'd have to see who they were, but I mean, with those those wide receivers and those tight mm-hmm. ends, the sky's the fucking yep. limit. No, I agree with that. Obviously, it's the same score that I gave Hayes. I still have to adjust Hayes, but yeah, seven nine. All right, so we're going to move on to Cowboy Up 118. My man. It's all right, dude. I can say whatever I want about you because my best friend's a Cowboys fan. Quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, QB1, okay. Running backs, Cam Akers, Josh Jacobs. Wide receivers, DK Metcalf, Robert Woods, Brandon Ayuk. Tight end, Robert Tanyan. Flexes, Gaskin and Parker. Hmm, double Miami. Triple Miami stack. Fitzpatrick, Gaskin, Parker. Very interesting angle. Fitzpatrick is Washington. Oh, they haven't changed this picture yet. You're right. Well, <laughs> that, what picture are they going to use? The one him with him holding the sign? This is my first day of training camp. I would, you know. I thought that was awesome, but they're not going to do that. There's a bunch of players. They've changed the pictures. Okay, Marv Jones has a picture. Yep. That's all I'm saying. No, no, they have. If they've, if they've already had a picture taken with their jersey on, they've updated it. The super flex, he has Zach Wilson. On the bench for quarterbacks, he has Teddy Bridgewater and Tyrod Taylor. That's scary. Love this. You got Trey Sermon. Nice. Uh, oh, boy. Travis Homer. Bad. Travis Homer. Uh, wide receiver Tyron Johnson, Rondale Moore, Nico Collins, Alan Lazard, Zach Pascal. And tight ends, he has Dan Arnold, Jay Sternberger, who has just been suspended for smoking the reefer. Yeah, performance-enhancing drugs. Fucking cheater. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was substance abuse. It was just th- regular old drugs. Oh, no, he's trying to clear up his glaucoma so he could see better. Yeah. <laughs> that was Any pot will tell you it does not increase your performance. Adam Trotman, Hayden Hurst. So Adam Trotman's a nice little wait-and-see guy. I don't have a ton of faith in him. I don't think he's that good, but... Might as well throw him on the roster and see what you got, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Hayden Hurst has effectively been replaced, but he's going to find another team, and he's a better-than-average tight end in this league, so okay. Uh, Hang on to him, right? Like, Just see see where he goes. I mean, there's a possibility with Julio leaving that they use him and fucking Pitts. Pitts. So uh, I wouldn't completely discount him yet because I think they're going to run a lot of 12 personnels where they're both out there that Hurst is still going to get some decent work. Bro, we got to talk about this. All right, so nobody on the IR, on the taxi. Donald Parham. Okay. Cole Komet is in a taxi? You have Cole Komet in a taxi, and you have that fucking scrub, Adam Trotman, on your bench. Swap Sternberger on his bench. Just fucking drop him. Yeah, I mean, Sternberger is definitely droppable. But you have, why would you promote Trotman and leave Cole Komet on your bench? Cole Komet showed you something last year. Towards the end of the year, he was stealing work from Jimmy Graham. He was getting better as the year went on. And he's still in the taxi. Like, he's wait and see. But Adam Trotman, who didn't do fuck all, got promoted to the bench. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Adam Trotman as a prospect, but he's a taxi prospect. Cole Komet is somebody that could start this year. You could start this year, potentially. So, if one of them's going to be on my bench, it ain't fucking Adam Trotman. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also got Mac Jones. Good for you, yeah. sir. Damon Hazleton, Sage Surratt, 
Chubba Hubbard, Pat Freemuth, Kyle Trask, Caleb Huntley, and Javen McKinley. Most of those guys are junk, mm. but... Yeah, they're flyers. They're undrafted. Trask, good little wait-and-see guy. Hubbard, nice injury handcuff. Mac Jones, he's obviously going to start at some point, yeah. right? Uh, Jones and Komet will be coming off of his taxi at some point this year. Oh, my Lord, is he loaded with picks. He is. First from Luke. First from you. For his own first. A second from Slab of Milk Steak. A third from Slab of Milk Steak. A third from you. A fourth from Super Bowl Bears. A fourth from you. His own fourth and his own fifth. Holy fuck, man. He owns next year's draft. Fucking owns it. With this roster? Man. Man. Like, there's not a lot of holes, man. Like, he needs to upgrade quarterback. Okay, fine. Couple spots at running back. I'm fine with Akers and Jacobs. Like, yeah, you need depth. Just depth. That's all I mean. Like, he's got Sermon, but yeah. that's all he's got. So, you know, the wide receivers scare me a little bit more. Just because I'm not 100% sold on Ayuk, I still think it's Debo's team if he can stay healthy. And Devontae Parker blows. So, you know, like, who's the other wide receiver? Is it Rondell Moore? We'll see. I mean, it's pretty hard to beat out DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins for targets. That much I know. Uh, Nico Collins, maybe, but who's throwing the ball? So... I think you could use a little bit of wide receiver depth, but now we're nitpicking. I mean, this team is fucking loaded. Fucking loaded, dude. It's decent. He's all over the place. And, I mean, yeah, even even then, like I say, he needs more quarterbacks. He has Mac mm-hmm. Jones and Kyle Trask. No, he's fine with quarterback. He, he's got a couple young guys that'll take over. Fitz will get him through the year. He's got Zach Wilson for this year. So it's just depth pieces that he that he needs both that uh, running back and wide receiver. So not huge holes, but he can address all those in the uh, the draft next year with the with the first-round picks that he's got. So I mean, what, what would you say his biggest efficiency is? Running back. Really? Yeah. I thought I was down on Cam Akers. You think his biggest efficiency is Aker, running back? No, I'm not down on Cam Akers. I'm down on Josh <sighs> Jacobs. As an RB2? It, it, yeah. You're that down on, on Josh Jacobs? Yeah. Akers is in that second tier. If he had a guy that was in the first tier, I'd be fine with Jacobs as his two, but he's going to be serviceable in a league with these settings. I don't hate it, but if if you're going to ask me where I think he needs improvement, that's where it's at. Well, if you ask me, which no one ever has, but if you ask me and things go the way that I project, Trey Sermon is his RB1. There is no way that Trey Sermon is going to be a fucking top five running back this year. I didn't say he was going to be a top five running back. I said, he, I said well, he'd be saying his RB1. Yeah, this team's so to, RB1. To, to get into that, yeah, that's not going to happen. What, it's impossible for him to finish better than Cam Akers? This year, he's not going to finish better than Cam Akers. Don't be crazy. I that. have Cam Akers projected outside the top 20, so I don't understand why that's impossible. Like I said, if you go by my projections, if you have him, yeah. if you have Cam Akers at five, then yeah, clearly it's a very different story. Oh, no, no, I don't have him. <laughs> I don't have him at five. You said RB one, and and to me that's going to be when I'm talking about he doesn't have somebody in the first tier of running backs. That that's you know your first six, five or six running backs. Well, I didn't say first tier. I said he'd be a a a RB one. Yeah. Trey Sermon, which would be in. The, yeah, I don't know. That's top that. 12. That's usually what people mean yep. when they say that. So, 
I still don't agree that he's going to be well, in the top 12. Well, you can believe what you would like. This is America. So if I'm right and Trey Sermon is a RB1 or borderline RB1 even, and Cam Akers is your RB2 and Josh Jacobs is your RB3, then you have Miles Gaskin as an RB4, which is a great spot to be in. Mm-hmm. At the very least, I think Trey Sermon will be better than Josh Jacobs. I will uh, agree to disagree with you on that. So you think Josh Jacobs is trapped. What, what, what is Trey Sermon then? Like, why draft him? I don't think Trey Sermon is going to get the workload that you think he's going to get this year. <laughs> That's all. Like, you don't, you, you don't you even think want. He's the second coming of, of Zeke in fucking San Francisco. I, I disagree with you. That's all. I, I don't think he takes over the lead role in, in that offense this year. But you think Raheem, Raheem Most is going to get hurt? Week one. I mean, oh, I do. It, it, but I don't think it's going to happen in week one. And, and I don't think Sermon takes all the workload. That's all. Oh, I think I think, I think it'll take enough. If, I don't. So we can beat that horse till it's fucking blue I feel in like the face. we just did. <laughs> we have multiple times. So, I mean, I honestly, I think this team's fucking stacked. I don't really... I don't see a lot of deficiency. Like I said, I mean, if I really want to nitpick, I'll start calling out wide receivers. I don't I don't see wide receiver depth because I'm not as big of a Rondell Moore guy as Eric because I think his hamstrings fucked up. And Nico Collins, who the fuck's throwing the ball? That's my biggest complaint. It's like this team's loaded. It's loaded. I mean, this is easily the best team we've seen. I don't agree with that. I still think Hayes' team is better. No. No, I don't. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hayes' team is really fucking good, and I have to move his score up. I absolutely have to move his score up. But, no. Hayes is not better than this team. I think it's Cowboys. Okay. Cowboys trophy to lose. So, what's your score? I'm giving him a 8.1. 8.1, understood. Jeez <sighs> oh, Louise. So, I don't know. I might have to reevaluate. Hayes' team, but as of right now, I mean, this team is just, it's falling apart with studs. He doesn't know what to do with them all. He's got so many. I'm going to say that this team, 8.8. Got the quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, wide receivers. There's no, there's nothing to bitch about. It should be a 9. I feel like I'm going a little too low. And that'll bring us on to Max95. What up, Max? Let's see what you got compared to Cowboy. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, all right. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, Chase Edmonds, Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad Bateman, already in the starting lineup. He's that confident. Darren Waller, Dalvin Cook. Okay, I was going to start knocking your running backs, but you got Dalvin Cook, all right. Gronk, Carson Wentz as your QB2. On the bench, we have Cam Newton. Obviously, he needs more quarterbacks than that, and there's no one else. Daryl Henderson, Alexander Madison, Jalen Hurd. That's it. At running back, wide receivers, we have Keelan Cole, Sammy Watkins, Jacoby Myers, Travis Fulgram, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Darius Slayton, Rashad Higgins, Scotty Miller, and at tight end, it's just fucking Foster Moreau who I think is super touchdown dependent and not that great. Well, yeah, but he's got Waller and Gronk, so. Yeah. 
Morose's third. I mean, How much do you really expect out of Gronk this year? I still think he's going to finish top 10. But you like O.J. Howard. So what, they, they, bo- they, they both finish both. top 10? That's fucking silly. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Yeah. Go back and listen to some of the stuff you say. <laughs> I think it's possible with, with Brady, who loves the fucking tight ends. Uh. That's all. It may not happen. One of them may finish 10 and one of them may be 40. But I think as long as Brady's throwing the ball, Gronk is relevant. Uh, injured reserve, Will Fuller and Jeff Wilson. And in the taxis, we got who the fuck are these people? Seth, Seth Williams, Williams Marquez Stevenson, Tamori and Tari. Okay. Demetric Felton, Kenny Nguangu, one of Eric's faves. Jalen Camp. Did he just have no picks? Like, is this all off waivers? Because this is brutal. No, he drafted Bateman, Terry, and the kid from Jacksonville. Josh, uh, what is it? Emoto Bebe. So, I mean, Rashad Bateman, a 2-3, I, I get. Personally, I'd rather have Kadarius Tony, But I get it. Like, a lot of people are a lot higher on Bateman than I am. So, go for it. Mm-hmm. Tamori and Terry at the last pick of the fourth round, I guess. I mean, who else are you going to take? I just I don't really have any faith in them. And fifth-round picks are useless as far as I can tell. I don't know why you would ever do a fifth round, but that's the league setting. So there's a lot of dudes that this guy picked up off of waivers. And, like, you have taxi spots, so why not? Like, you, it'd be mm-hmm. stupid not to. So I, I applaud him for that. You might as well use it. Draft picks, he has Cowboy Ups second. His own third, fourth, and fifth, but no first-round picks. I don't think this is a terrible roster. I don't... He doesn't have that third quarterback once Cam gets replaced. Exactly. Exactly. And his his backup running backs are trash. Straight trash. So, I mean, really, even even his backup wide receivers are not good. So... Mm -hmm. No, just his starters. I mean, Will Fuller is fine once his suspension's up. Oh, that's true. The cheetah. The but cheetah. He's got, oh, he's got, look, he's got two cheetahs on his team. He's got Tyreek Hill and Will Fuller. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, I know you're about to give him shit for Jalen Hurts because you, you, you hate him. I'm actually, no, I'm actually not because it worked out very well for him because he had Wentz and Hurts. Yeah, he had the handcuff and ended up with two quarterbacks. And he's got two quarterbacks out of it. He scraped through with Cam Newton last year and won the championship with what he has. So if Hertz is my number two in this situation, I think I'm all right with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as the starting roster, I don't see any holes. The, the C-Mac and cook stack is by far the best in the league for the one, two running backs. He's got Waller and Gronk for his tight end stacks. You know, his wide receivers with Hill and Hopkins are great. I think Will Fuller, when the suspension's up, he jumps right into that starting lineup. Yep. And if Bateman works out, that's great. If he doesn't, and it's worth a shot. So depth on the bench at all positions is questionable. Thin. But hey, if nobody gets hurt, we don't need them. <laughs> so like I said, I never try to assume injuries, but I think we all know there's going to be at least one along the way. I like to have a couple of players at each position just in case there's an injury, not necessarily to, to one of my players, but inevitably it's going to happen that somebody's going to get hurt. And most likely, it's going to affect how I build my roster. So I, I'd like to have some flexibility where 
he doesn't really have anybody I would put in that lineup on his bench. All right, so let me ask you this. When I was reading his roster, mm-hmm. when I got to his second running back, did I say Chase Edmonds or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Oh, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure I said Chase Edmonds, and it happens to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I don't – honestly, I don't think I was listening, to be honest yeah. with you, because I was reading through it as you were, so. Yeah, so obviously that's a big fucking difference. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as my running back three, I'm all about that shit. Yeah, all no, that's, that's that fine. Shit. I mean, really, if you have C-Mac and, and Cook and it was Chase Edmonds, I'd still be kind of all right with that. Yeah, no, I was on board with it when I thought it was Chase Edmonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that definitely helps take care of some of that running back depth. I think there's a couple of guys. You know, I mean, obviously, you hope you can start Rashad Bateman, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really believe in him, but yeah, I mean, depth is an issue. Because pretty much the guys he's starting right now, he has to start. And yep. there's nobody else after that. So with depth being such a concern, <sighs> I'm going to give him a 6.7. Because I, I love those starters. Yep, I do too. So you give him a 6.7. The depth is an issue. He doesn't have injury-prone guys in his starting roster, per se. Uh, I think Cook's been gotten past that. I really don't think McCaffrey's injury-prone. I could be wrong, but I really don't. He might Uh, be overused. He might be overused. That's always a possibility. Gronk is injury-prone. You can't get past that. But And Will Fuller is injury-prone. So not having those, those depth pieces, or at least a depth piece at each position, could hurt. Wentz is injury prone and you don't have a quarterback to replace him. So, and you don't have a first round pick next year to replace him either. I'm going to go, I'm just going to give him a flat seven. Flat seven. Understood. So that wraps up the entire league. You want to go back and uh, redo Hayes? Oh yeah. We have to move Hayes. I agree. So I'm looking at his roster. Obviously, we've already broken it all down. We don't have to do it all again. I still really like this roster. It's better than other teams in the league, and honestly, it's significantly better than some. I'm not going to grade him higher than Cowboy, though. I'm going to rate him in 8.6, which makes him the far and away second best in the league. And just a hair below Cowboy up. But Mm -hmm. where Cowboy has the established players and possibly more depth, I'm going to give him a slight edge. You? I am bumping him up to an 8.4. I'm putting him ahead of Cowboy and the highest highest score I have in this draft. Hmm. So that makes our averages very close. Obviously... You know, we felt more or less the same way about most of the teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, My average was a 7.04, and your average was a 6.91. Your highest scored team was M. Hayes. My highest scored team was Cowboy Up. And my lowest scored team, I had Luke and Super Bowl Bears tied at a 4.8, sub-5. 
Disrespect. That is disrespect. Your lowest scored team was the Super Bowl Bears with literally point one behind Luke. Like you had them pretty much identical scores. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very close. They're very close. Yeah. Luke just gets a slight edge because of the, the, the number of draft picks he has for next year. That's all that's the only reason. Yeah. So our biggest discrepancy was three GSDs. Yep. I had him a seven point eight, you had him a six point seven. I'm wondering what made you want to grade him so low? Just a lack of complete depth on his bench. That that was it. And Nikhil Harry, you didn't subtract points for Nikhil Harry. I did. <gasps> That's true. I need to move him down. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a point it's one a- deduction, Stephen. I don't I don't take away fucking a whole point, man. Well, I do. That's how much I really have faith in Nikhil <laughs> Harry ruining my team. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I the thing is, like, I like his starting roster. Don't get me wrong. You know, the, the guys he has there, I really I really like those guys. I like Winston. After that, I don't. I, I just don't. I don't like Sanders. I, you know, I, I'm not. How could you not like Sanders as a depth piece? As a depth piece, I do, but I'm not going to put him in my fucking lineup unless I absolutely have to. Well, that's what uh, death pieces are, though. I mean, you know, like I, I just I look at his roster and I say he has enough to piece together a winning team. You know, there's not no depth. It's just not great. You know, it's not. Um, it, but I just I don't feel I don't feel confident putting any of those guys in my starting lineup. No, that's fair enough because you're right. I wouldn't feel comfortable either. I mean, Miles Sanders aside, I think he's a pretty decent guy to have as a depth piece. I think he's a, probably one of the best in the league at running back. Like, if if your worst case scenario is starting Miles Sanders, you're doing all right. Yeah. But, yeah. So, that's pretty much going to wrap up the episode. Steven, did you have anything else you wanted to say to your league mates before they stop talking to you? <laughs> hey, some of them are ranked higher than me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, good luck, guys. It, season can change in a heartbeat, so we'll see what happens. And uh, I don't think we'll have a repeat. Uh, champion this year but stranger things have happened so good luck yeah absolutely and if you'd like to get in touch with us you can send us an email to dddfantasyfootballgmail.com leave us a voicemail at 508-343-8010 feel free to tell us we're right tell us we're wrong let us know what you think of our grades tell us we're wrong or right about a particular player tell us something we forgot something we missed we really look forward to hearing from you guys and if you have another league you would like to get judged you can send us screenshots or pictures to dddfantasyfootballjudge at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please don't forget to leave us feedback, and we look forward to hearing from you again. Have a good night, guys. Peace.